Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around talking about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting eh? monsters. Not this week. No, or like kind of baggy striped clothes. <laughs> I mean, they still wear the tight clothes later. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, no, but they're not tightly colored is the thing. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. The tight, the color. They're you're tightly. You're right. This week we talk about tightly gray. We talk about loosely teens. colored teens fighting Birds and tightly <laughs> monochrome teams fighting a French mold thing. I actually, when you said fighting birds, I yep. literally forgot about the tangas. So I was just thinking about oh, them like man. punching pigeons it's for fucking some tango. reason. This show would be so much better if that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> just doing ninja moves on birds at the park. No, <laughs> birds. Pigeons are good. Don't hurt pigeons. I, well, I mean, they'll, they'll fly away. It's fine. Um, <laughs> the, the, so, the Power Rangers are going to fight birds only to discover that their ultimate enemy is Bert from Sesame Street. <laughs> Wait, no, is why Bert, Bert and not, and not Big, Big Bird? Bird. <laughs> right. Because Bert loves pigeons. Oh, man. Does yeah. he? That Some is next so level of Sesame Street knowledge right there. Yeah, yeah you know I, more about Sesame Street more than I do. How is it deep knowledge? It's fucking Bert. I don't know I, that about Bert. Yeah, Bert I, don't know. I know the Ernie. Ernie man. He has like, he has like two last... things to okay, three things to his character. Ernie annoys him. He likes pigeons and he likes oatmeal because he's boring. That's okay, his whole I, jam. I, I, I know one, one of those things. One of, yeah, exactly. One of those things I knew. <laughs> I mean, I, I really, I, it's really cool that you know that. But like, I mean, yeah. I know that Ernie <laughs> likes rubber duckies. They're yeah, the one. Rubber duckies. Um, <laughs> so okay, <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Zach. This is a Power Rangers podcast, not a. Uh, Sesame Street podcast. Maybe we'll do that one. Maybe we should just do a Sesame Street podcast. Uh, uh, Joining me this week is Mike. Uh, Actually, it's Michelle. Ma Belle. Oh, okay. (laughs) Mal, We've got Emily. Hey. We've got Luke. Do you know how to get how to get to Sesame Street? Yeah, GPS. I think you got that wrong. <laughs> Is that how it goes? It's, it's can close. you tell me how to get? Oh well, God! It's, listen, shut up. <laughs> and uh, Simon, 
Oui, oui, actually, it's Simon, my petite pêche. Oh, God. <laughs> so much French. I was more of a yeah. Barney kid, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Simone, oh, I'm sorry uh, you had bad taste. I love you, you love me. Oh, I watched so much Barney. Okay, okay, we have to stop talking about children's shows so we I'm, I'm can talk about I'm half tempted to do the like, thing that like 12-year-olds do and start uh-huh. singing about how Barney's dead or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yep. When you were too cool for Barney <laughs> That was the edgiest edgy, thing you could do in 1997. Oh, exactly. I mean, we could switch over to, like, you know, here's the mail, it never fails, it makes me want to <laughs> oh, wag God. my tail. When it comes, I want to wail Look, this is the second podcast in a row I've recorded with you in which Blue's Clues has come up. <laughs> That's true. Wait, do you guys remember, like, when, like, Napster first came out and you would download, like, these little skits of, like, High Kermit or, like, Barney being a babysitter? Uh, yes. Right. Yeah, and I, 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 I always like, uh... Yeah, Sensamia Street. Because it was I, it was said to be street, but on a fucking yeah. bender or something. I, I remember mm-hmm. I remember this kid. Uh, this the one the Barney with the toaster. Uh, yeah, Barney has a babysitter. The kid's like Barney, Barney, my toaster's stuck in the stove toaster. And Barney goes, "We'll take the big metal fork and pry it out." <laughs> oh god, it's a good Barney. I remember I had an MP I had an MP3 of uh the Cookie Monster singing a parody song uh called Cookie. That was from Nookie by Limp Biscuit. Oh, so right. so sticking in my yum, so sticking in my yum. I had every dumb internet thing everyone else remembers. Apparently, uh-huh. yeah, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me about you, Mike. So anyway, <laughs> I love you, Mike. Let's fucking please stop talking about uh, like very young children's shows. Yeah, let's, let's, talk- let's talk about a show uh, aimed at the exact same demographic. <laughs> what do you think it was? Do you think it was also aimed at like three year olds, or was no, it? Like, no, I, think, I, I, was I think what we've been talking about is is strictly preschool. Like Power Rangers is at least in kindergarten, right? Yeah, mm. that's that would be my guess. I but, started uh, watching Power Rangers when I was in first grade, I believe. There you go. So, Simon, I'm excited that yep. we have you on this episode because I feel like if we had an actual French person on this episode, yeah, it would be French terrible. But, uh, I, I mean, be... I don't. Okay, yeah, I'm not. I'm not French. Let's make one thing very clear. Right. Like, so I, I feel no affinity towards all the stereotypes in this episode, aside from the language, which I do speak and understand, and the accent in this is a ridiculous Pepe Pew thing. But aside yeah. from that. Fine, let's shit on the French. Why not? <laughs> well, can I ask you a question? Are there, like, what are the French-Canadian stereotypes? Are, oh, are God. there any? I, I can't uh, really, like... There's there. Just that you want to secede real bad? Yeah, there's a... That's, like, I mean, the only one I know. There's there's an accent that everyone parodies that, like, was popularized by, like, our prime minister, who was a French-Canadian one time. I can't remember his name right now, but... Jean Chrétien? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He he was he spoke really bad both French and English. It was he was a, not he was not a charismatic person, and he led Canada for like a decade. Any any pepper sprayed people? I remember that. Oh yeah, no, he he kicked a paparazzi in the nuts or something at some point, right? Wait, that, okay, that was a thing. When he you did. said that, when you said that, I thought you meant like he had people pepper sprayed, but you mean no, no, no. he actually pepper sprayed people? Yeah, I yeah. mean, so, so someone broke into his house at one point and he like knocked them out with a statue or something it, it, that, that was <laughs> that was like there, there were so many crazy stories i heard about the prime minister when i was a kid it's like yeah, yeah. What, what is this man what it was, is it was, he? On, it was on all our like skit shows they would have right. like john kashan like parodies right. and stuff okay like. i can't deny that 
that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the, so. the antagonists in the critically acclaimed novel Infinite Jest are a group of uh, r- radical fr- uh, Quebec separatist terrorists. Oh yeah, okay. So there's well, that. Yeah, okay. There were there was a radical uh, separatist terrorist movement. Uh, there they haven't been active. Like there was I a. Don't... There was an event in 1970. Were they all wheelchair where... bound, like an in infinite jest. No, Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Did they send videotapes of movies that were so good that you watched them on loop until you shit yourself to death? No, that's what? not a thing. Okay. That never happened. Infinite Jest is a weird book. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm glad we we have you on. In any yeah. case, uh, we're gonna talk about this episode in just a minute. Um, it's got some stuff in it, <laughs> for sure. Uh. But before we do that, I do have a quick... Talking about thing, which is not like newsy, which is what we normally do, but uh, because I ran out of non-newsy ones. But basically, um, I found a website called uh, the uh, Power Rangers Script Archive, which you can check out if you're interested, um, which is a guy who just apparently collects Power Rangers scripts, either from people who've bought them and and donated scans of them to him or, or people who found them or whatever. And um, a lot of them are, are, first of all, in case... This may not surprise you. There's not a lot of cut scenes from Power Rangers right. scripts. Usually they pretty much write like 15 pages and that's what's in there because... <laughs> there's, there's no time for editing on this show. They put up too right. many episodes there, a year. There are occasionally... There's actually one in this episode. Uh, yeah, it's actually, fucking there's two, wild. There's like, two in this episode, I think. Yeah, there's two in this episode. Um, So first of all, there's one that we'll talk about that happens in the end credits that was originally in the show. I don't know why that happened. Uh, but also there's a cut scene from this episode, um, where Kimberly talks to her uncle Steve from the airplane episode. What? Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, they must've cut it cause they couldn't get that actor back. Right. So someone was like, we need to link the Kimberly continuity to everything because it's, I noticed that like, there's a, there's a line in it where she's like, Kimberly's probably still for uncle. And I was like, what? Like, yeah, that's not, yeah, there is apparently that wasn't the original script. Wow. <laughs> Where she talks okay. to her uncle Steve, but uh, that is not that that's not in the in the show. I guess that was the original like resolution, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And that that thing also points out that like the guy who played Uncle Steve was like Doug Sloan, who was like. Yeah, uh, that. Show. No. He, yeah he, he still was working on the show, so they're not really right. sure why they cut him out. Mm. Was it because yeah. he also I, mm. played her stepdad in another episode? Did <laughs> that, someone that would, catch that? Been creepy. <laughs> uh, right. I don't know. So, so there's not a ton of stuff like that usually in in these episodes, which I was hoping there would be because um, I thought that might be interesting, but generally not. I might try to check this website when as we move forward and see if there's anything in there. Um, if I remember, uh, but <laughs> that's not what I wanted to point out. What I wanted to point out is that um, I found a couple that were scripts that JDF owned, uh, Jason David Frank, and he had a God, habit. I kind of hate that you just sort of like shortened his yeah, name to initial. I was going to make an issue out of it, but I um, did that. No. I did that because on the <laughs> on the page, that's how the the person 
like noting that he had done this referred to him all right well i'm i'm putting my foot foot down we are not calling him jdf I I know Why I don't not? want I don't to. Like, if you really, slip, if you really want to save time, you could call him Jason Frank. We'll know who you're talking about. <laughs> you can call him J Dog. Yeah. So J Dog <laughs> had this really bad habit of well, bad habit. whatever. It's Maybe it's not a bad habit. habit. Maybe he thing. needed it. That, yeah, that's I don't fine. Think it's a bad. Ha- like honestly, it, it's not that weird of a thing. I don't. No, think. It, it's just funny. But basically, he would for every line he had, he would write down. The emotion that the line was supposed to convey so so that he would not forget what it was supposed to sound like when it was time for him to read it. So I'm actually... I'm actually going to play devil's advocate advocate here, or or David's advocate, I guess. Um, (laughs) Like, with the way that they filmed this at the rapid, like, breakneck pace that they were just constantly filming... There was probably no way for the actors to remember, like, okay, what comes before and after this scene we're filming right now? Right. Like, yeah. he, like he probably just read through the script once, made those notes so that he could, like, you know, just double check on set what he was supposed to be doing. Now, that's totally fair, and I agree with you. The the counter devil's advocate that I will say is that the line, one of the, this stuff is like stuff like this. Are you going to be okay? And then what he has written is probe with concern. Probe well, yeah, concern. that's what that question. That yes, like yes, that's what that line is. Like <laughs> it's not like it, it's not like his inner thoughts or anything. It's just like that's what that statement is for. So, I would still argue, just like <laughs> he, they probably didn't have time to get too many like takes. Like I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like t- to Mike's point. I, I mean, listen, it, it's funny because it fits into our pre-established yes. narrative. Yeah, but it's yes, but, totally. like, you're not an actor's actor. Yeah, you don't right. know. For we're, all you know, that's not totally actors. normal for an actor's to do and not a weird that's thing true. in the slightest. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. And, like, you know, some, m- movies aren't shot in order or whatever. Like, if you have, like, a, you start a movie, the first day of shooting is you're too romantically. You have to have this tearful separation scene and they have to be, like, emotionally yeah. devastated and they don't even know each other. Like, maybe that's a tool that can help them by writing that stuff down in the script. One time we found, we found, we got, like, some call sheets for this show and it made it yeah. clear that, like, they just film all the park Scenes for the next five episodes at once. All the, yeah, so... And again, that's not because this is like a cheaply made show. That's a normal thing. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Totally. So so that's a good point. I mean, like, you're all right. And you, in that, like, that's a normal thing actors do. And, like, I fucking love Jason David Frank. I'm just... But he's not... He's not oh, sure. good at taking his own notes. (laughs) Right. No, listen. (laughs) Oh, no. That's... That's... We can also... We can definitely compare... (laughs) <laughs> with what, what he was attempting right. to do, I'm just saying with, I don't need any. Uh, I don't need any people writing in and be like, "Hey, you guys are idiots." Yeah, I right. mean, they're going to do that anyway, but I want to make sure it's for good reasons. Uh, I'll yeah. say I, I'd love to see the version of this show where someone like got to J- to uh, Jason David Frank's script and sabotaged it and wrote the wrong emotions in. <laughs> oh, I'm just so like, good. just just like enraged no, next to every line or something. What's funny <laughs> is that it wouldn't change the performance at all. Yeah, it really wouldn't. <laughs> I, I do kind of want to see that gag from Anchorman, but with Jason right, David yeah, Frank. that's what I was thinking. I'm on the But that... I will say, uh, there is one... <laughs> one specific thing I want to note, which is whenever he has a line that's like, um... 
all right, Rangers, do this, or like we read you Zordon or anything that's like businessy. He yeah. has written leader <laughs> as his note. <laughs> leader is an emotion. That's great. I love which, it. Which I love is, that. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. I like uh, he must he just has leader voice and he's That's like okay that good. goes on these. <laughs> right. Oh my God. I mean in fairness he totally does have a leader voice. Yes he, he puts does. On. I, I yeah. no I wasn't criticizing it. I think it's great. Did, like, did he I start like writing that. leader in a script before Jason was off the show? That's the question. <laughs> oh, oh man, gotta like, find that out. <laughs> and um like Jason's actor who's name I can't remember right now. Steve, you, you look at St. the John. Austin St. John script and Austin it just St. says John. the desk no, in it. No, but like you see Austin like go over like, hey Jason, what do you, what are you doing? So um, so let's get uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, one thing, I guess, one last thing to note before we start this episode. Uh, by the time of this episode, um. Amy Jo Johnson, Kimberly, had announced her intention to leave the show. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. But it wasn't over any... It wasn't like a big dispute or mm-hmm. a backstage fight or anything, so they actually mm-hmm. have time to write her out instead yeah. of the yeah. way that the previous... The, well, here's the thing. Here they start laying the seeds that Kimberly will be done with the Power Rangers at some point. Mm-hmm. Right. The way her arc ultimately concludes, though, has nothing has to do with nothing this. to do with this setup. <laughs> well, right. yeah, yeah that's true. Would you expect them to remember this? It does a little bit because she does go to Paris. Yes, yeah, it's it's sort of tied in, but you're right. You're you're totally. Doesn't right she go to Florida not- for like a gymnastics competition? Yeah, thing? it was like Olympics, I think, and I only remember right. that it was in Paris because of. Because of um, the Power Ranger pink comic, because she's okay. in Paris in that. <laughs> yeah, well, she definitely, at least in that comic, she goes to Paris. That that is where she goes after the. Um, uh, I think it's a, a gymnastics thing that's in Paris. the gymnastics competitions. Yeah. yeah, to live with her her family. So because because they move like well okay we're we're kind of getting into this episode. Yeah, we so should let's probably go, and go sequentially here. Let us yeah let um, us start. This is Season 3, Episode 8, A Brush with Destiny. And we open on the Gem and Juice Bar. Hey, Kim. Hello. Anybody home? Oh, hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> you really zoned out. Are you okay? Well, I have good news and I have bad news. Well, I always like the good news first. Okay. My mom is engaged to be married to a French painter. <laughs> Congratulations! See, that's him over there. He's showing the painting he's donating to the benefit. Ooh la la, he's kind of cute. Yeah. He's really nice. I like him a lot. So what's the problem? Well, he lives in Paris. Mom says that we're all moving there. For good. We've got Kimberly, Aisha, and Tommy, or, well, we have Kimberly in the Jim and Juice Bar, uh, next to some kind of um, sculpture. Uh, there is some kind of like art display or, or it's, art exhibition. It's the Junior happening. Police Art Benefit, as the sign it's, says okay, at the beginning. I was actually wondering that. I must have missed that sign because there's a ton of Junior Police officers right. around. Oh, yeah. You were joking. That's a real that sign. sign. It, yeah. We, we open I, on the sign. I have bad eyes. Like, cr- it fades from credits, <laughs> and then it, and then the sign appears. 
I mean, listen, I don't have a good excuse for you. You're right. That is exactly what happened. I just mi- I just fucking missed it. I can't tell you. So, oh, I'm sorry, Zach. So, yeah, it's a, a, a art benefit for the junior police. The junior police are, like, setting up all the exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a question, though. Uh-huh. Is... Is this just going to be the thing for this season? Like, because Bulk and Skull need to be around and right. question mark, I don't know if they're still attending this high school. Like, is is every, like, charity event involving the Rangers for this season going to be specifically the junior police? I don't know. I'm going to guess probably at least a lot of them. And then also, guess what? The deleted scene addresses your question. They are still going to high school. Uh, and, and, um... They are basically told by Lieutenant Stone they have to make up their classes later after their assignment is over. Wow. Because they, yeah, it's, so that actually is in the deleted scene. which That's fucked <laughs> up, actually. It's a good question because in this episode, they're just cops at school right. and it's like, wait, do they still right. have they're to school take cops. classes? School yeah. cops. <laughs> What's going on? So, okay. Tommy and Aisha walk up and they're like, hey, are you okay? You're like, staring off into space and and are you all right and uh kimberly's like yeah i've got good news and bad news uh aisha's like oh i want the good news gimme um (laughs) she says (laughs) she she, she just dropped some bombs on them right there so like whoa okay well she says so my mom is engaged to be married to a french painter so i guess Uh, she dumped the other stepdad yeah, right. yeah. yeah there, it was like, okay, that. so the good news is my mom is engaged to a French painter. The bad news is she, she dumped Tommy's dad. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. I was like, wait, what? That's, what? That's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, by the way, um, Adrian point, pointed out that I understand that they don't do a ton of, like, making it explicit that Tommy and Kimberly are dating. Right. I understand that they don't do a ton of like showing them hanging out by themselves without right, everybody right, right. else. How the fuck does he not know this? Right, she should have like, mentioned this to him before. Unless <laughs> Kimberly's mom literally ambushed her at this. Like she was at the Jews bar, she came up with this guy. It's like, hi, this is my boyfriend. We're getting married and moving to Paris. Right. <laughs> this is- okay. Depending on how you measure the amount of time that has happened since the beginning of the series, <laughs> we ha- we are now seeing. Kimberly's mom having gotten married twice since we started watching the show. Uh-huh. That's about a two-year span. Uh-huh. And, like, listen, I don't want to judge anybody's love life, but also, that's a really short amount of time to be getting remarried twice. Oh, yeah. The, Wait, was, was that her stepdad, or was that just, like, someone she was dating? I think she was just dating that guy. Right. I don't yeah. think and that like she her, her parents was, It was absolutely wrong. a stepdad, and, like, mm. she... This this is a fiancé, and then before that was a stepdad, and it was, a, it was explicitly a new stepdad at the time. Oh, he was? Huh. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay. And okay. now she's That's gonna fine. move to I, another continent. Because like, Kimberly was still freaking out about her parents' divorce. Wait, wait, I wait. What yes. if Kim's mom is a polygamist? Okay. Oh. Well. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. We don't see the other guy. So. Yeah. I mean, is is he also moving to France? Right. Yeah. That's, that's the next question, right? <laughs> well, she does. Say, so, so okay. A couple things. First of all, she then she says bad news. The bad news is. Uh, we are all. Mom says we're all moving to France, so maybe we all is includes sure. other boyfriend. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, uh, what I was gonna say to address your point about like how does Tommy not know about this? I mean, I can, 
I mean, the easy answer is he should, and it's dumb. But like, here's the thing about their decision to make it so that Kimberly and Tommy are dating. They they pulled that move, and now you tell me you're a studio, you're the head of a children's television show in the '90s. You tell me what depiction of a romantic relationship between high schoolers you could possibly put on your morning children's TV show that won't get a flood of hate mail from parents. Yeah, that's There's fair. not a single one. And guess well, what? Just, you also just can't have write them about having them breaking like a up. one-on-one conversation so, every once in a while, maybe like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's like I don't, Yeah, I know, like they can hold hands and like know things about each other. I don't think it's like that extreme. This was a, this was an afternoon show, by the way. You guys do not understand what super like uh sheltering right-wing like religious parents will get up to this this show was at least at least for me this show was on the afternoons but i don't know either way either way hey so so the the kimberly's mom marrying tommy's dad thing that's just our headcanon right that's not an actual thing yeah no No, it was not actually i just want to be clear because we're getting really indignant about it it's because (laughs) it's because uh he had a green handkerchief in his pocket (laughs) what about this tommy has a really bad like memory what if she told him like six times and she's just like honestly that that's the (laughs) other thing that makes sense is that she definitely definitely (laughs) did tell him and he was thinking about like i don't know (laughs) about how much he's looking forward to final fantasy 7 yeah exactly (laughs) so a thing about about kimberly's uh new stepdad to be so the show doesn't go the easy route of having it turn out he's like a bad person or have the marriage break up or anything like that like kimberly even says oh yeah i really like the guy he's a cool dude i think i think he and my mom are going to be real happy aisha says he's kind of cute and he's not in my opinion but (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) at the same time like the show does something that they usually reserve for villainous or at least antagonistic characters and they go Full on with the French stereotype. Like right. He's, he's, oh, yeah. he's like, ha, 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 and he's got the beret, and he's a fucking now, painter. And this in is... fairness, my guess is that's just because they didn't hire a good actor. There's and that. <laughs> yeah. right. and also, they wanted like the, the guy to inspire Kimberly's nightmare, which inspires the monster. So that could have exactly, they wanted yeah. the they, accent they will... the accent of the monster to come from somewhere, and that's where it comes yes, from. He does have an insane like French accent that is le- yeah. just Pepe Le Pew. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's the, the fucking spy from T Fortress 2 is more subtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It cuts. Uh, okay, so it cuts to Kimberly's mom and this guy, and he's showing his painting. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not an art critic or anything. Uh, <laughs> right. He painted a mole. It's, it's yeah. not. It's not good art. It's just like. It's a picture of a mole. I guess it's I mean, fine. It's not a bad mole, yeah. It's, right. It's, it's, fine. it's just fine. Like, I don't know. It looks right. Like, like a high schooler might have made it like, for their art project. I think it's a little better than that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not amazing. I mean, high schoolers can be very good painters. I just mean, like. That's true. Like, like okay, f- fairness, it looks like impressionistic. Like, he did it yeah, with, yeah, yeah. like, yes. paint spots, which is. It, it very much looks impressive. like someone tried to do what they think uh, a painting of a mole yeah, by they, Van they, Gogh. Like, an imp- like. like the, the assignment was paint a mole like Van Gogh with painted. That's yeah. kind of yeah, what yeah, they sure. would come up with. I mean,. I mean, I wouldn't hang it in my home, but if I was trying to decorate a restaurant, maybe. Maybe. Sure. Like yes, a goofy totally. If I was restaurant. trying to decorate a mole-themed restaurant. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. I actually, to me, it reminds me of, like, an illustration in a kid's book or something. Right. 
you know, someday I really want to go over to Japan and really experience the mole cafes they got over there. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, oh, it's fine. It's not what you'd expect of a guy who's supposed to be this, like, classy, super French right. painter dude. Right. No, I will no, also definitely. say, also right. another note about Kimberly's new uh, stepdad. He is wearing a beret, but it's like a, a, like a maroon beret, and he's wearing, like, a tan jacket, and right. he looks fine. Later in the episode, we see him again, and he is wearing the French flag, like, draped over his body, and it is like, whoa, what happened? I didn't even notice what? that. Oh, <laughs> it's... Yeah, I mean, when you go to a foreign country, it is customary to drape yourself in the flag of your country of origin <laughs> to represent your nationality. I mean, we're American. We really don't have any place to judge... I hope you'll be expecting me to be wearing a Canadian flag at PAX because... I was going to say, Simon, you better fucking be wearing a Canadian flag next week then when I see you. So, um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So she she says, like, yeah, that's him over there. Um, and, and then she says, well, the bad part is uh, we're going to be moving to France. And I'm freaking out about it because I have to quit the Power Rangers. And yeah. Do you, now, though? You can tell him for it. We talked about this, but like that seems to yeah. be the rule. The, the the problem now they've done it twice. Yeah, and again, and again we talked about it the first time it happened. Right. Um, in in Sailor Moon, there's an episode where Amy almost moves to Germany, and she's like, "I gotta quit the team," and you're like, "Wow, that sucks," because it would actually make sense because i they, well they can teleport later but we don't need to talk about that well they can they only teleport have, when all five of them are together though. right so they, nice they don't do have a way they can fucking the power engine can teleport it's they magic can, they can teleport like, to a different galaxy in a trivial yeah. amount of time <laughs> you don't need to be you have uh like there's no reason you need to be in angel grove to be a power ranger it makes no sense maybe like, jordan just I, wants a team to yeah. always be together or something yeah. for like camaraderie local sense. teens only <laughs> it's like, listen, I would have to install a second viewing globe to keep tabs on you at all times, and that's too much. <laughs> so this is going to tie into, uh, weirdly enough, back into the Christmas special we did. Um, okay. But not, 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 the, not the thing we did for Christmas, just the episode that we covered that right. was Christmas. Right, yeah. episode um, Christmas, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah fuck <laughs> you. Um, but the... Like, Paris is still standing, apparently. What does this mean for our, our Angel Grove apocalypse? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, um. listen, dome number 76, which is modeled off of Paris, is still standing. <laughs> I don't know, you know. With the holographic Eiffel Tower, that's God. right. Yeah. <laughs> it also, it they could at least be build a replica Eiffel Tower. They couldn't even be bothered. <laughs> that's that's holographic, man. And, like, the dome is too short, like, so the tip of it, like, goes over the dome, and the tip of it is all, like, wasteland, like, Mike, messed Angel up. Grove is a city uh, where the law is enforced by roaming bands of child soldiers as this season is showing us. They don't have money to make an Eiffel <laughs> Tower. Luke, is it possible that other... that only America was devastated in this apocalypse? And that's possible. I mean, that's like, likely. Isn't that the premise of a story? Like, some, like, fictional world where it's like... Uh, I think Almost certainly. Yeah, Hunger Games is like, only the US has gone, like, all this topic and the rest of the planet thinks they're dicks. Yeah, I... I did not really? know that. That's pretty great. I think something actually. like that, yeah. Wow, I did not expect that from Hunger Games. It's, I think yeah. seems Fallout like... might have something like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, like, Asia's fine. Like, they're just getting along <laughs> just fine. Just, you know, it sucks in America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it might not be Fallout. It's something, though. So, anyway, it's just, it's, it's just kind of dumb. I get it. 
that you have to figure out something. And I guess it can't be like, well, she's dead now. Like, you can't do it that way. So (laughs) I understand that moving her away is the easiest way to do it. Now, we cut immediately like, so here's weird. This conversation does not finish. What happens is we cut to Kimberly in bed at her house talking on Aisha talking to Aisha on the phone having the same conversation (laughs) yeah like like, so this this is a show of a lot of short scenes and fast cuts I think this is the first instance of the show of what you could actually describe as a smash cut though yeah like it's very sudden does it does it smash cut? I feel like it fades. Well, it, yeah, it's, it's a it's a little fade. They, they want to play off the emotion of the moment. And, and you're gonna say this is a show about fast cuts? I felt this episode, and we'll get into it more later, like specific examples. But it seemed weirdly like slow paced and low energy to me. Th- like this one does, but yeah. a lot of the time we'll like yeah. when we're talking about the show, we'll mm. even just skip things because otherwise, what we do is right. And then we cut to the moon. Someone says one line, and then yeah, we cut yeah, over yeah. here. Like there's yeah. a lot. There are usually. I, I still a remember of- that episode early on in season one with like I think they're fighting a genie, where it just they like teleport four times during the fight for no <laughs> yeah, reason. Right? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, so they're still talking about this. Now, I want to mention that Aisha is sitting in the dark. Talk, like, <laughs> Well, it's nighttime, Zach. She's yeah. sitting in the living room with all the lights <laughs> in the room off, except yeah. for, for one lamp next to her. It's yeah, just it's weird. Is that, that, okay. is that weird? Yeah, I think so. It's news to me. I mean, like, okay, I don't know. I if I'm in a, I'll have like my overhead lights on. She's, just, I don't know. She, it just seems like may, she's may, about. Maybe to... my mom is like is kind of like chintzy about it, but she like she doesn't want any of like the lights on at nighttime. She's like, just have like a lamp on if you need it because right. like save energy. Oh, like, okay, that's I mean, not even fair. that. I, I don't like to have the ceiling light on. I do in the evening because I think it's it. too bright and it doesn't let me relax and on the couch and stuff like that. Okay, right? well, I fair sleep enough. during the day. I just kind of learn to ignore the sun. <laughs> there I, you I go. like yeah. having having the house lit up when I'm in it, but again, mom doesn't. So yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't think it's that weird. I think it's like whatever. Fair enough. So the other thing is that um, Aisha's like, don't worry about it. We'll think of something. And again, I have a solution, but they can't hear me through the TV box. So it doesn't help. <laughs> What's your solution? Um, so is, does anyone else find it a little weird? So either either Kimberly goes to bed really early or Aisha stays up really late. Right. This is the second time that's happened, too. Yeah, I she's think. still wearing her day clothes with her beret and everything. And she, she looks like she's about to head out. I think I think she's she's she got a laptop next to her, even though it's not possible in the nineties, and she's just got like TV tropes open, and she's just like she just keeps digging herself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll say this, uh, um, you know, depression's a hell of a thing, and oh, no. you just go to sleep early sometimes. We're, oh no, we're sad. Poor Aisha. I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm just teasing. Uh, so Kimberly, also Kimberly, I know. I know that this show is weird about age, where like right, it really right. presents them more like five year olds. But yeah. she's in like pink footy pajamas, like snuggling a stuffed stuffed animal to go to sleep. Right. Which like it's you know what if you I see mean, the stuffed animal, that's footy great. Pajamas. She's she's in a, a she's in a nightgown. Like, right. Right. Fair enough. We we, have, we haven't gotten full toddler. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a butt flap on her. God, <laughs> one God that would be done. hilarious, though. <laughs> so, oh, I don't want to even say it. So she goes to sleep, and 
Uh, we have this Kimberly, fucking. Head out to the outhouse. God. <laughs> <laughs> we have this. She has a dream, and in her dream. Ah, ma chérie, you will find that Frenchmen are so much more. How do you say? Complex. Oh, then how's that? Oh, I will show you. <laughs> You're going to love Paris, Kimberly. No way. Forget it. I'm not going. Au revoir, Kimberly. Have a nice life. Not so fast, my little croissant. <laughs> she is. She walks up to. She's in like a foggy room with like uh with like pillars all around, and she right. walks up and uh. She sees her mom talking to her new husband or, or fiance. Fiance, right? Um, and he's like, "Oh, Frenchmen are so much more sophisticated," and uh, he's true. All that stuff. And then he, yeah, he's gonna come he's... with me to the Casbah. Yeah. <laughs> See, the the best thing is that because Simon speaks French, right. he's the best at doing offensive fa- uh, French accents. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they. Hey, uh, um... Just I just want to do a quick, just round the horn, uh, real quick. I- am I the only one who saw like Pepe Le Pew cartoons as a kid and had no fucking clue what the Casbah was? No, I mean, uh, no, no, I, I mean, of course not. not. I still no. only have a vague sense of it, thanks to that uh, song by the Kinks. Right. Is yeah. that the Kinks? Isn't it just, isn't it just uh, House? Sure that's the Kinks, yeah. Like, am I wrong? Say what? I could be wrong. Kasba. Isn't it just House? Wikipedia. A Casbah. Uh, is it a house? Uh, in India, is a type of Medina or fortress. The word Casbah comes from the Arabic something, meaning central part of a town or citadel. So it's Wait, basically well, like a the... town square fortress kind of thing. Why the fuck was... Uh, Pepe Le Pew talking about it then because whoever wrote Pepe Le Pew doesn't know shit about France or French. I think, I think there's a, I think there's a single specific Casbah that's considered romantic or something. Oh, well, and I think uh. there's also uh, there's at least one Pepe Le Pew where they're like in the desert and he's like part of the French Foreign Legion or some shit. Yeah, Probably. I think that was a big thing. Yeah. Oh, okay, fair. Th- that's the thing we got to bear in mind is like Pepe Le Pew is a huge French stereotype, but he's also like fucking perpetually stuck in the 1930s. So right. <laughs> who fucking knows? Well, yeah. well, I mean, is when were the Pepe Le Pew cartoons? Because there were around then cartoons in the 30s, right? Like, yeah, no, I mean, it probably would have been around that like 30s, yeah. 40s, but not yeah, the later stuff, which is the, the, the like the more. I think there were 50s ones. I mean, also. they still was, make Looney Tunes like, cartoons. I don't know how when was the latest Pepe Le Pew cartoon made, but... God, I hope they aren't still putting Pepe Le Pew in shit. Well, sure, but I, I, I think people... When people talk about Looney Tunes, I think they mean more like, you know, Chuck Jones era type stuff. So, so anyway, um, she she sees this, her, uh, her um, uh, mom's fiancé... <laughs> And then he turns into <laughs> this monster, and yep. oh my god, it is! It's so. An, it's a mole who's wearing like stereotypical French-colored artist outfit and a big paintbrush and a beret. It's yeah, it's a Power Rangers I, ass monster, basically. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. What is that like? So it's it's literally like when if you Google French artist costume. Right, like, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna look like that. Yep. 
Except that these stripes are the colors of the French flag instead yes. of like black. Right. And I'm I know this costume from cartoons and stuff, and I'm curious if it ever actually existed. If it was like a period appropriate, like I mean, my immediate guess or... is that some famous painter dressed this way, and it just became right. how you draw painters, yeah. like Picasso yeah. or someone like that. I just don't know enough to to say, but I definitely have seen this before. So yeah, it is just the stereotypicalist uh, French costume, French uh, artist costume. Go mm-hmm. ahead. So I I went ahead and went to Ranger Wiki to look up like what the original version of this monster was all about. Uh, okay. The description of the episode of Cocker Ranger is actually really lacking. It just has a brief like one sentence sentence uh, synopsis here. The Kaku Rangers become trapped in a manga created by a yokai to be read by a boy, which may cause their doom within the fictional work. Huh. So yeah, I guess this is about making manga. Well, yeah, because I was going to say, like, you can see it, especially when he gets big, but, like, the monster has a bunch of, like, comic book action yeah, he, bubbles on him. He right? does. So. He has, he's, like, kapow and stuff on him, which also, is never yeah, addressed I, I at check, all. If you Google Pablo Picasso, like, two of the first line of images are him in that striped shirt. So oh, that's really? Okay, great. Good, good, that's good. That's why. People are just drawing Pablo Picasso. It's it's the uh, same as every scientist being Einstein and, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's yeah, Italian. Yeah, he's no, Spanish, Spanish huh? sorry. Yeah. yeah. I forgot. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, so anyway, um, yeah, like, it's a crazy... They don't address those words ever, by the way. He's just got, like, no, 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 no. written on him. But I, otherwise... Also, what is he wearing around his neck? It's, like, big... Uh, it's like a handkerchief, but it's multicolored. It looks like multicolored carrots or something? I don't know. Yeah, it looks like he's got vegetables on his right. neck or something. Like, yeah. I can't tell what that's supposed to be. <laughs> but anyway... Like a bunch of bananas, so, uh, but different colored. It's weird. Right. Right. So he's like, you're going to love uh, uh, France, Kimberly. And, and like, she turns around and boy, metaphor not, like, yep. subtle with the Power Rangers, because... Yep. She sees her Power Ranger costume, like, in a cage, waving at her, because, like, she can't be a Power Ranger anymore. Yeah, she hears her own voice going, bye-bye, Kimberly! Which is au revoir, Kimberly, actually. Yes, yes. Kimberly. Oh, God. She doesn't actually Uh, speak like that, but, but, you know. She tries to run away, and uh, the monster calls her his little croissant, which is gross. You mean croissant? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and she wakes up. This is going to be... A petit chauffeur. Croissant is the single most fun word to say in a bad French accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, uh, we cut up to the moon, and Finster, who I guess is not a monster... I- I believe he doesn't use the monstermatic anymore. I think no. that might be done. Um, right. No, no, no. Yeah, that was he old. Is now, just a tinkerer inventor yeah, guy now. Right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's now a weird inventor, which he's done that before. Yeah. Sure. He has invented a device that allows you to see the dreams of humans. Yep. Uh, that and he is was, a yep. hell of a coincidence. Yep. He was just <laughs> peeping on I like that. How dream. He was, yeah. He was. He was just making this. He was just hanging out. I was like, oh yeah, I made a dream human dream reader thing. No big deal. Whatever. Like, why? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look at this guy. He dreamt he went to school naked by accident. He hasn't been <laughs> at school in a decade. <laughs> 
uh, Zed calls Finster Furface, and like there's a close-up on Finster, and I'm just now realizing that it's supposed to look furry, even though it doesn't look furry at all. It's like just right. plastic. It's I, supposed to be fur, yeah. Yeah, I'd never yeah. noticed that Finster's supposed to have a beard. That's weird. <laughs> well, yeah, he's so, a pleprechaun. Yeah, right. you, yeah, you know, a pleprechaun. So, um, uh, Rita is I, like, I like, oh boy, presents. Off his nose too. Sorry. <laughs> Oh boy, presents. Zed, you never give me anything but a headache. And I'm like, that's bullshit. He literally just gave you a present like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, they he explains what, what it does. They look in on uh, Kimberly. And Zed is like, okay, Finster, find a way to make that creature real. Which, <laughs> right. like, y- you have a magical <laughs> thing that makes sculptures into monsters. Like, that. you could do it that way. Or you could invent a machine that makes dreams reality, which seems harder, but I, what I do just I know? love how Zed sees this machine that can peek into people's dreams and go, all right, make this thing real, Finster, and it just cuts after that, as if, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's classic, like, bad boss behavior. It's right, like, okay, yeah, try, yeah. do this impossible thing. All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Off with you now. Yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> I need your Gantt chart that shows me how long it's going to take well, you to fucking make. Here's the thing. When he, when he said that, I thought he was just gonna go like mold something out of the monster mag that looked the same. Yeah, I would love to see a scene of Finster going. By the way, you made a creature real, Finster. I know everything about dream viewers. I'm Lord Zed. I'm a big fucking dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we cut away. Um, we cut down to the the like courtyard at school, I think, or maybe I think at in the, the park. park. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's, she said last night. She said the. Meet in the park before school. That's oh, said. that's right. They're doing some homework on the picnic table in the park. Right. Hey. Looks like you didn't sleep too well. I had nightmares all night long last night. I'm so tired, I can't even think. Well, maybe we should tell Zordon about all this. Well, I'm sure he probably already knows. Have you tried talking this over with your mother? She's so happy right now, I don't want to spoil it for her. Tommy's like, hey, how are you? You look, you look rough. You all right? And she's like, I had nightmares all night. I'm exhausted. Um, I'm, you know, so torn up about this. Uh, oh, this and then Adam says, hey, maybe we should tell Zordon and he can help us out and figure something out. And Billy says, <laughs> oh, he probably already knows. Which <laughs> he hasn't mentioned it because he really doesn't want to have to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> Finalistic when he says that he's like, oh, he knows. Like he's like, it's what? Yeah, it's how resigned to it that Billy sounds that makes the line so fucking haunting. He probably knows what you dreamt about last night. There's so many problems with that line. One, the fact that Zordon. I mean, we already know he watches them always. That's just baseline fucked. The fact that he knows that she's struggling with this and hasn't bothered to do, say anything like right. hey hey remember how you can teleport or like anything <laughs> like that <laughs> is so like yeah he he knows your your suffering he just you know <laughs> like, he, want, he wants her to come to him right right well <laughs> you know zordon only helps those who help themselves god so, <laughs> it's it's not just that zordon's always watching them and it's not just that he doesn't do anything to help. It's that they know that he watches them and doesn't do anything to help. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just so fucked up. Uh, and also the fact that the line is so tossed off. It's, it's then, a little and like... Then they, 
yeah, Christ is a faith that's like, I know he's watching. Why doesn't he do anything? Exactly. (laughs) Billy is sliding into Zordon like uh, agnosticism right there. (laughs) Billy says that and none of the rangers react. So it's common knowledge. (laughs) They've all accepted this. It's like that bit from Watchmen. God is real and he's Zordon. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Could you imagine uh, we said that and then like Aisha was like, wait, what? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, because that's the thing is he says that and then Aisha's just like, well, have you talked with your mom about it? Like, <laughs> so I was like, did you know there's no difference between an a powered and unpowered ranger, molecularly speaking, <laughs> or whatever that Watchmen line was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he, she's like, yeah, I did talk to mom, but she's so happy, and I don't want to ruin it. And um, everyone just kind of looks sad for a while. Uh, Rita's like, you know, hey, relax and leave this boiling to me. And then Finster runs in. And in 60 seconds, he has created a device <laughs> that can turn dreams into reality. Now, uh-huh. <laughs> Finster is just Rick from Rick and Morty at this point. So, oh, yeah, yeah I got yeah, this right here bit. in the box. Yeah. Whatever. He, he, it, I mean, like, that was last night when that happened, and it's the other morning, so you might have just been staying up true. all night, like, working that, on Maybe it, he pulled an all-nighter. still, it's kind of, like, incredible. But... Well, also... There's probably better targets yeah, for exactly. <laughs> like, like, hey, Zed, why don't you go to sleep and dream about a serpent terror that doesn't run right. out of fucking double A batteries? <laughs> hey, hey, I got a better idea. Let's just ditch the world domination plan and just start selling this to other people. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can do that. Just, it's just the idea of like, hey, I invented a thing that makes dreams real. Um. Okay, let's stop <laughs> everything we're doing. <laughs> Speak into H.P. Lovecraft's dream for, dreams for a second there, and just like have all our problems answered. So, well, he's yeah. dead, so that probably won't they work. Have time for <laughs> you telling me Finster doesn't have a machine that can make dreams from the past in reality? Also, that's just going to be weird racisms that we don't want to deal with. <laughs> They're going to try to pull Cthulhu out of H.P. Lovecraft's corpse, and it's just going to be real gross opinions about uh, different people, and that's gonna be like, ugh, never mind. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, that's the real monster. That's what's really gonna destroy the Earth. Yes, the real monster was racism all along. I do want to say, in fairness, like, Zed and Rita have pulled off the kind of shit that would make us go, like, oh, this changes everything. Like, casually. Like, that's a Tuesday. Yeah, totally. It's just they invented one of the most powerful devices in fiction that I've ever heard of, and then <laughs> right. they're just like, how about we use it to make that mole monster real? And nothing like, else ever again. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. They've, so, they've run up against two separate monsters that make illusions real. Like, I don't think there's any limitations true. here. Maybe this right. is the new monster creation scheme that they do in every episode, which it probably I don't think it. so. No, it no, definitely no, isn't. They're never going to touch this again. <laughs> Yeah, that would be smart. Uh, yeah. Not gonna happen. So um, they they Zed's like, okay, um, Rito, go get go take some tangas and and get her dream. Which I guess you need to like use it on her. In I order need to, to extract get the dream out right. of someone physically for that. Yeah, to work. yeah. So um, a bunch of tangas show up. We got to ring up Leo DiCaprio and his crew. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. yeah, dream heist. <laughs> Tangos from one nightmare to another. It's no dream. 
Ninja power now! They they all get ready to morph. Can we talk about what Tommy is wearing really quickly? <laughs> He's wearing the baggiest clothes. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Like, he's got on these huge pants and this really, really loose, like, button-up white shirt. And he looks a little he... bit like Neil Breen there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just, he's just taking it easy, you know? He's just, he just wants to talk about so. well, <laughs> Real answer is because, like, he's, he either has had or will have to do karate in these clothes at some point. Yeah, yeah sure. That, absolutely. You, you don't just, want, like, your movement limited. I, just I didn't notice it when it zoomed on the Tommy's face when he's like when they start the morphing sequence and uh, it looks like um, Steve Cardenas is staring directly into the camera. <laughs> yeah, yep. I, I don't doubt it. Also, I like <laughs> yeah. I like that Kim is wearing a jean skirt and a jean jacket, and also the jean jacket is pulled up so that it's a midriff jacket. Right, <laughs> I love it. So it's good. just a whole good bunch look. of nineties. Right, she's there. the most nineties. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good look. IMO. Yeah, I like it too. Um, so then we uh, uh, we morph. Okay, is this the first time? Did I miss this before? Because I think it's worth noting when they call for ninja power, they do oh, yeah, a they different do the hand, hand symbol. Yeah. yeah, they do this like they kind of throw the two-handed horns or something. Like they do the surfer yeah, thing. Yeah, it's. That's it's how ninja weird. magic works, guys. You not not watch Naruto. You got to do the hand signs. Right. I guess so. It's like their their index fingers are are two parts of like throwing the horns, but the, their hands are together. Yeah. And then like lightning shoots out from it. I I don't know that, that we've seen this before, or at least I missed it last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, because before last time we did this, they were like giving the ninja powers by ninja, so they didn't like right. They didn't have a yeah. morphing sequence. They just like it was a power sequence, gaining sequence, whatever. <laughs> so I want to point out that Tommy yells what I presume is a new catchphrase, ninja power now. Yep. Uh-huh. And, Simone, I want to ask you something. You've gone through this whole series. All right. Do they ever manage to find another catchphrase that's as good as it's Morphin Time? Because they're trying so hard, and they're failing so hard. I mean, every at some point, every season has their own, like, call-out when they morph, like, but it's it's usually kind of cheesy. I don't think it, they ever attain its morphin time again. In Dino Charge and Ninja Steel, they just say "fucking." It's morphing time. Like they gave up. They were just like, whatever. We'll just I, use I, the I whole one. that. I mean, really, that's what they should do. Like that's just <laughs> it, they they got it in one, and they haven't found another good one since. I think yeah. like they they do have other callouts because I looked it up the other day because I was uh, telling my friend who like wants to get into acting who has nine years of karate that he should just be a Power Ranger. Nah, just go, just go do that. But um, so like, there's like, uh, Wild Force says Wild Access Ha, and then they say right. like Blazing Lion, Soaring Eagle, kind of thing. And then yeah. for Time Force, they have Time for Time Force. And then right. yeah, there it's... are other ones. Some of them yeah. are okay. I mean, some yeah. of them are fine. Ninja Storm, Ranger Form, Ha. I mean, Time for Time Force is all right. I like Ninja yeah. Storm. Ranger yeah, Form it, a they usually bit. do a thing that rhymes, but they're so forgettable. Yeah. I can't remember a single one of them by heart. <laughs> So uh, they they morph um, into their ninja outfits, not into the full the full outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna need we... to come up with a, a term for this, so we're not just having to. We can't say morph and then have to specify. That's they, not gonna work that's for us. They, but they do though. I don't. They like, have I don't just, know. They have to morph. Say they, yeah. Just say they they ninja or something. Well, I they don't have know. morph. 
they have morph. They have morph now. Semi morph. No, 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 Zach. They half morph. Half, oh, half morphed morph. into ninja. <laughs> you said they ninja have form. morph, and I was like, they okay, have sure. morph from the X Men on their team now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have morph will travel. Yeah, and, and he will die, and then someone will call out his name all the time. <laughs> so we uh, we have a Tenga fight where like. Kimberly is having trouble because she's sleepy. She says these feather jerks are sl- are like fuzzier than normal or whatever. I want to say like half of this fight, it's like just the instrumental of a tango song, and I'm like, oh, this yeah. is okay. Just don't put the lyrics in. Because it's just a beat. It's good. The, mi- the instrumental version of the tango song actually has like a really good bass line, but yeah. then yeah. it has the worst fucking lyrics. Later in the episode, like they actually play the. Tenga song and the subtitles like get it wrong. It's kind of yeah. funny, but yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll keep in mind. Yep. So they grab Kimberly. Time to be all I can be. Oh. A forward march. Oh, You'll never get away with this. Sorry, darling. Evil versus good and all that. Mitts off the bone, man. Dude, if you're not too busy, the instructor. Roger, Rico. Hold this steady. <laughs> So, Mr. Science, did you get the monster? I am the artist mole, your worst nightmare come to life. <laughs> okay, playmates, it's been fun, but our work here is done. Also, I still love Rito as like, he's just not that into it. <laughs> right. He's just like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, evil versus good. Sorry right. about that. And <laughs> it's, not, it's not really his episode to shine. He, he slaps the communicator off of Kimberly's wrist somehow, even though she's not wearing it. I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, like, she's wearing it presumably underneath her, like, ninja clothes. Right. How did it get off? Like, yeah, the logistics yeah. of this are baffling, but there you go. <laughs> what I love is that Rito, because uh, they're really trying to play up the fact that he looks like a soldier, he's making an incredibly, incredibly, wow, an, an incredibly uh, dated military recruitment reference. Yeah. Time to be all that I can be. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, so let's see. see. That's, that's why I'm on a podcast. I talk real good. <laughs> 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 so yeah, he gets the extractor from uh, from Finster, or, or Finster just shoots her with it yep. while she's she's Finster out. just shows up. So I I do want to point out. I do want to point out. That they have isolated one of the Power Rangers, mm-hmm. pinned them against a tree, right? <laughs> you could just pointed a gun at them. Yeah, yeah. Has a sword. Rito's right. They're holding a sword. She doesn't have a communicator. This is the stabby stab your dad situation, right? There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't happen. Yeah. Instead, she is no. dead to rights. Instead, it's like, well, we got your dream. Bye. Yeah, and then the Tengas fly away, and God, I love the green screen on the Tengas yep. flying away. <laughs> it's so very much. bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, then. They're like, yeah, chicken down. Good work, guys. Yeah, power down. Are you all right? What happened? I must have blacked out. I don't even remember how I got free from the tangas. Wonder what Rita and Zed's one. Well, they didn't send those bird brains down here to play a game of tag. They're basically they're confused about why they just left. Right. Um, right. It's a good question. We that's, just that's pretty yeah, good. We are too. So we cut. Back to Bulk and Skull. So here's okay, where... Actually, no, that's the thing. It's not even back to Bulk and Skull, just to Bulk and Skull for the first time. He, right. Yeah. right. So, the weird thing about this, like, even before I got to the credits and saw the other scene, like, it still felt like a scene was cut. Like, I thought I yeah. missed something. Yeah. I legitimately thought I spaced out and missed the scene. Right. It, it, it hasn't been established that Bulk and Skull are guarding the art, but they're... Right. 
it cuts to them having already failed at guarding the art because I, I just figured the it must have gone. been in the background of the scene where we saw the art show. So yeah, there is a cut scene where they are giving no, I know, the I first know. We, assignment. Yeah, I, I, we, we've discussed one? that on this podcast, no, actually. I'm saying, just saying, there's a cut scene where Lieutenant <laughs> yeah. Stone but gives like them they just, the first they wake scene. Up oh, like, oh, God, the God. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. They got their assignment and they didn't do it good. Because they were supposed to guard the paintings, and one of them's gone. And they fell asleep in front of it. Yep. Um, so, based on what we find out later actually happened to the painting, it is ridiculous that there's they that no one tried to wake them up. Right. Yes. Like, that's just true. straight up. Um, and there's a bisexual mountain behind them on the wall, I just realized. It's blue, <laughs> pink, purple, so... Oh, oh. <laughs> How symbolic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because so they're I, cuddling with each other on the floor. Yeah, there. no, it's it's symbolism. This is it because it was like it's like in the Korra finale when like all the background was painted in bisexual colors. It's the same thing. <laughs> Wait, was <laughs> that was that know. intentional? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, nice. No, they 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 like that that whole thing was weird because they wanted them to kiss and Nickelodeon was like, no, yeah, no, they can't. I, I knew yeah. that part. Right. Yeah. 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 And then, like, a month later, that Steven Universe episode where Ruby and Sapphire kiss came out. Right. Yeah, but they're aliens, so it's fine. <laughs> right. Which is bullshit. Anyway, uh, so we have, yeah, they're like, okay, if we don't find that painting, we're both, we're going to be doing push-ups for the rest of our lives. Also, there's a camera. Is that a camera on top of that painting that Scalden puts his hat over? No, that's that's. I think that's just like the the, the clamp that holds. Oh, the you're right. Easel. Because the camera couldn't possibly be that small at this right. point. It's Never 1995. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. Um. So yeah, uh, he he hangs his hat up. They all like freak out and start looking around. Uh, they go to school. They're wearing their leather jackets over their <laughs> their police uniforms. They're undercover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and this is where I started going. Like, are Pulkit Skulls still in school? So yes, apparently they are in school. They have to, uh, they have to make up their classes later. That seems like uh, a really weird conflict of interest slash legal problem to have just kids that are still in high school be actual cops. It's really fucked up that they're getting them out of school to do this like junior police thing yeah. and like yeah, making them yeah. lose classes and uh, have to like uh, make a real quick. I'm pretty sure for organizations like this in real life, they are explicitly not allowed to hurt yeah, the child's I, I mean, ability I, I, to do I wasn't school. around the, the second half of last week to mention this, but over here, like you have to have three years of post secondary like full time education to become even a cadet and like they, they, well, they became be cops clear, in the afternoon part time. To- to be absolutely clear, there is no such thing as the junior police force. Yeah, that there's is not a thing. Well, and to be also clear, I, I think, and who knows with this show, but I think the implication is not like I don't think they're officers of the law. I think they're no. just like this is like the high school youth outreach program, and right. they gave them a plastic badge and a hat, but oh, it's no. really just they're in full on police uniforms and have a badge. I don't know. I understand well, that because we'll this see. show's dumb, but right. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to figure that out as we move forward. So uh, they're well, like, go back to my theory that it's a you know post-apocalypse and they don't have the luxury of having a minimum age at which you can join the <laughs> police force. Sure. So they have like they're hassling one of the students. Yeah, they're shaking someone down. Yeah, yeah because right. they're like, where is the? Ch- they're really where, getting into being is, cops, right? Like, where yeah. is it? Where is it? And. He's just like, uh, and then Billy shows up. And I love this because Billy shows up and Skull, like, get, the implication is like, is like, oh, shit, uh, it's Billy. Uh, yeah, carry on. 
Susan? Billy would kick their asses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man, man, man. Let's so just pause like, and look at the guy they're trying to shake down and look, check out his reaction to being like harassed by police officers in the school. First of all, he seems to have like a, a shooter sticker thing on his eyebrow which is a yes like, he does yeah he has <clears throat> that, that, that's that's just yeah. a detail but it kind of draws the eye and the guy it's an extra he can't talk and he's looking really weird at his reaction to this whole thing is like who are these people i'm kind of like <laughs> amused by this uh just let me go i guess okay bye <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so at this point uh balkan skull or or billy's like what's um, going on uh sorry that's top secret information. This weird painting of mold disappeared and we're trying to find out where it is. Way to go, Nimrod! Hey, listen, you guys didn't hear it from us, okay? Yeah, they did! <laughs> so do you think Zed and Rita had something to do with this? Could be. But I want to say, they're not being that antagonistic to the Rangers anymore. Like, Because he, he's like, I'm sorry, it's top secret information. He's not oh, like, yeah, no, they're, telling they're, them to fuck off or anything. I mean, listen, the Rangers attended their graduation. Like, they're I know. <laughs> uh, also, so they, the first thing the Rangers think is like, oh, maybe Zed and Rita did this. Because we know it's been established that Zed can make monsters out of pictures of things. Okay, so yeah. hold on. Yeah. Because the thing is, you're right. Yeah. But also, they assume that Zed and Rita stole this picture before they know that the monster is a mole. Yeah, that's, which means there's, there's, that there's all kinds now... of weird structure to this whole plot well, because we well, also know as viewers the whole dream plot. So, right. like, yes. it's not, it can't possibly be a surprise. Like, well, we know. You're not wrong, well, but also, you know what? I'm happy someone on this show for the first time ever and probably like, <laughs> connected it'll never happen two again. that are right next to each other in a straight line. Exactly. So without, oh, something weird looking went missing. Oh, they stole it to make a monster out of it. Gotcha. No, no, no. You're you're right. I'm just, I just want to point out that they're now in a headspace where like literally anything that happens, they assume it's Zed <laughs> oh, and Rita. Oh, the moon wizard did at, it. At this yeah. point, that's the headspace they should be in. Yeah. <laughs> like, remember, how, remember what a breath of fresh air it was when Tommy and Kimberly were like magicked to hate each other? And uh-huh. Billy noticed and was like, "Hey, yo, yeah. I think there's a spell." Yeah, now they just <laughs> like, do it every. Now they do it every time to the point where they're wrong. This has nothing to do with that. <laughs> it's just they assume that Rita and fucking said stole it, which yeah. I. I mean, I like, love as that. a viewer, I was personally like, "Wait, did he? Like, did he like have need both things to make?" Yeah, the I thought monster? it was some like, weird shit where he had to use the painting to like, tr- like nope, project the monster onto. Nothing to or do something. with anything. I want them to get to the point where like. Uh, a shop or, or like a, a gas station owner mentions someone stole like a box of Snickers and they're like, it's it's Lord said he must have an evil Snickers. Really. I, I want to get to the God. point where a meteor strikes the moon and destroys their castle, but the Rangers don't know that. And they're just paranoid messes for the rest of their lives <laughs> waiting for the next attack that never comes. And, and Zordon knows that the, that the castle got destroyed, but he doesn't tell them. He doesn't yeah, tell them. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it mattered at the time, Rangers. We're getting into some fucking, like, Animorphs-esque fucking right. magical pseudoscience child soldiers living with PTSD kind of situation. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, so, uh, at this point, Kimberly is looking for her... She's lost her communicator. Uh, oh, no, she's looking for her friends, because they, they actually... I missed a scene where they get called to the... Uh, to the um, yeah, th- this whole bit is especially the part where I was like... Why is this episode so slow? Like, yeah, right. this doesn't do much, really. They slowly get called, sneak off into another room, talk to Zordon, teleport. She wanders into frame, walks around, looks around for a while, says, 
huh, where'd they go? Better call them. Oh, wait, like, it's missing. Gone. Like, it yeah. feels both of her wrists for a few seconds. Like, it's just so I, slow. I feel like you you only think it's this slow because this show is usually so fast-paced. <laughs> yeah. right. To me, yeah. it sounds like, to me, I was watching this, I'm like, this seems like a normally paced television series. Uh, right. There's right. something it's just, about, it's like, the cinematography of this episode that makes it feel weird. Well, I think what well, they're, they're trying, trying to... They're, they're trying to portray Kimberly being sleep deprived. Yes, yes, they're trying to show her as being like frazzled. I think that, that is part it. of it. I also think I, I, I've talked before. I think Amy Jo Johnson was just frazzled and sleep deprived most of yes, the show. Also that yeah. so, she's really good in this episode. I am because I really or, like when like I feel like you can tell from scene to scene. It's like okay. She had a full night's sleep before this day of shooting. She did not for this day of shooting. <laughs> I still think she does a good job, yeah. Too. She's, a, she's but, a, but yes. probably the best actress the show has still. Best actor the show has yeah. still. But it's like they're just running her down. Yeah. No, I agree. So we cut to she, the command She is center. just so eager to go back to Canada and <laughs> be on some TV movies. Yes. Yeah. So um, at this point, she's on they, cut, that was a they cut to show. the command center <laughs> and uh, they're they're like... Rangers, where's Kimberly? Maybe she's still with her uncle. This cannot wait. Observe the viewing globe. Behold the evil artist mole. Let me show you a real still life. <laughs> he drains the colors from living things, taking their life force along with it. That must be where the artwork from the benefit went. What do you mean? A painting of a mole was stolen from the youth center. It was supposed to be in the show. We need to find Kimberly if we're going to have a chance to beat this thing. I'll search for her, Rangers. You must go immediately. We're on our way. Also, it doesn't look like a mole at all. They say it's a mole, but right. like... It's like an armadillo. It's, it's, it's some kind of badger-looking thing, I, I guess. I, I actually thought it was a baguette with a monster head on it. Cause what? It's like... It's cool because look at its neck. Like no, it, that's I, not that's not what bread looks like, Zach. Have you have you ever seen you know, it? I don't, I don't. In fairness, I don't look at bread a lot. I just okay. I don't. <laughs> hold on. So. Hold on. <laughs> we have to really, really sink our teeth into that statement. <laughs> listen, listen. This monster is fucking French stereotype. The monster. I thought it was a baguette. So sue no, no, me. no, 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 no. That's not the issue. That's not the part we're taking issue with. I don't look at bread all that often. I don't look at bread so much. I don't look at bread very often. Well, because I don't eat it very often. So oh, I, I forgot you don't let you don't eat bread because yeah. you're a weirdo. You don't eat bread. You don't drink water. How do you subsist? Wait, wait, hold on. Did you think I just like I grab a piece of bread, close my eyes, and then shove it in my face? <laughs> you you just stick it in your mouth. I'm gone, gone. No time to look at this. Too good. Wait, I forgot that you hate bread and water well, because for, you're for a me, literally human the most being. basic elements of human sustenance, and even, even you can't if you stand don't either eat of them. It's bread, everyone else does, and you see it on TV all the time. I feel like you should right. know what bread looks like, buddy. <laughs> But okay. <laughs> yeah, also that. Also everything Emily just said. You, you just avert your eyes anytime bread shows up. Like, ooh, I might taste it if I look at it too closely. Ugh, bread. I'm, I'm looking at this monster and trying to figure out how someone could look at it and get bread. And yeah, I just, me I neither. Can't. It, looks it looks more like, like you know, a penis than bread, if you're if we're being <laughs> honest right now. You know what, Zach? If, if you think that bread looks like weird fat goblin monsters, I get why you don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bread of Zack's nightmares right there. Right. Yeah. Made real by Fister's yeah. dream machine. Uh-huh. Yep, there you go. So he's like, uh, they're looking at him and he's like, 
I'll show you a real still life. And like, who is he talking to? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> to um, Jordan explains, okay, this is artist mole. He drains the colors from living things. Uh, also, were, were they trying to make some kind of pun on Aristotle <laughs> with the name of this monster? I That's, can't tell. I don't think yeah. so. Written Aristotle has nothing like to that. do with art, France, moles, uh, anything. This is no, completely... Uh, it's yeah. not an Aristotle pun. Like, I thought that, too, when I saw it written down. But no, he's just an artist mole. Artist mole. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's like they a get... placeholder name in the script that they never bothered to <laughs> They gave up with the, like, flame head stuff, the yeah. gun head, flame head, and they were just like, I don't know, just what is what is it? Just write that <laughs> down. <laughs> so, yeah, he sucks the life force out of things by stealing their colors. Uh-huh. And he, it shows him like sucking the paint, the color that's, out that's of like, the a landscape. That's the thought of that video game, the saboteur, right? That's what happens yes, in there. Yeah, the I, I mean, saboteur I mean, does that. Comment, but like he sucks it out of a house too, and I'm like, yes, those living creatures houses. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, someone uh, went to the saboteur. I went to the blob for my. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, that's my reference. Well, there were two open world video games that dealt with fascists sucking color out of things, right? What was that uh, skateboarding video game with? Um, Oh, Sean White. That, yeah, there you go. The Sean White skateboarding where the world was black and white and you had to return color to it. What? Uh, and it was like, was it Stride Gum sponsored? Yes. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it was supposed to be like, oh, we're, we're taking down the man. Sponsored yeah. by yeah, Stride yeah, yeah, Gum. Yeah, right. I remember right. you had an achievement sponsored by them. I for remember people that. Who, for people who have not heard of this game, it's a sk- skateboarding game with Sean White where like he... Literally, this is what happens. He's like a weird leader of a resistance group. Against like an evil corporation that's taking the color out of the world. Yeah, and literally like there are signs up that say like obey and you like do tricks off the signs to replace them (laughs) with stride gum ads, which is how you free them from the man, which is the craziest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, it's... it's was like it awesome, but also bad? <laughs> wasn't Sean White like a lot more famous for being a snowboarder yeah, he, than a yes, skateboarder? Yes, yes, yeah. he is, but he does. I'm both. pretty sure there's Sean White snowboarding games. You guys said there Sean are. White. I'm like, that's not him. He's a snowboarding guy. But then, I, yeah, I, I, I think the main thing is that Ubisoft had one extreme sportsman for all their franchises that they used for <laughs> everything back then, and that's what happened. Yeah. So anyway, well, he does also skateboard, but yes, and that game is insane. So anyway, I just remember the thing with Sean White is he kind of haunts my nightmares. Uh, speaking of nightmares. Because uh, I worked at Target for a few years, and he was sort of the Target spokesman for a while. Oh, and like, that's right. If you ever had to work back by the electronics section, like the sure. wall of TVs oh, God. would be showing nothing but Sean White snowboarding around in front of the Target logo being an asshole. Yeah, I just yeah. remember when he first got famous being like, does Carrot Top snowboard now? <laughs> 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 oh man! Uh, the the so, other thing in that video game was that like you could use your powers of creativity and l- vivacity to like create skateboarding stunt objects out of the ether. Yeah, you could literally like, you could just make like ramps summon grind rails to fly <laughs> through the air. That on. was cool. I, sounds that awesome. was neat. Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool idea. In, in, like principle in a different video game that's not right. about Sean White restoring the stride gum ads. Yeah, totally. This is the part where they're like, oh, that must be where the art went, or the, where the picture went. He must right. have turned it into a monster. Um, and they just go on that for a while. And Zordon's like, what? No. No, what? 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 Are you t- what? No. No, Zordon doesn't say shit. Like, he, he should know this, because he knows everything. <laughs> but he, yep. just, he just lets them believe that. Um, 
Not that it really matters. So anyway, uh, they morph. They go to fight the yeah, monster. Yeah, that is the thing. They, 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 the Rangers like have this lead to the mystery of what turned into the monster, and they're wrong. But it it comes to nothing. Yeah, like yeah. the fact yeah. that they're wrong means like means what? No. They even like make it so that Kimberly's not there to see the the well, monster in the first place to recognize it from her dream or something. So right, I didn't right. read the entire script. I do wonder this because they get down there and the monster's like taunting them in his excellent accent. Ah, Power Rangers! You broke me such beautiful colors! It's all over, Mole. We're gonna hang you on the wall. No, no, my brilliant career has just begun. Oh, sorry, time to fade to black. Excellent suggestion, Little Ranger of Black it is! No second-rate artist blast the Power Rangers. I'll take care of this clown myself. Tommy's like, you, you asshole, I'm gonna get you to get you myself. And then he, like, goes to do a kick and... Uh, he goes right through him, and like there's like paint effects, like he's made of right. liquid or something. Yeah, right. they they want you to buy that he's made out of liquid, and Tommy just passed through him. But they, you know, yeah. they like got so much budget. But also, right. but also later, Kimberly just hits him. Like there's no so. Well, I wonder no, no, if the I, idea I mean, is that, I. It's because it's Kimberly's nightmare monster, right? So she, but they yeah. don't say that ever. Yeah. So I so, think no, they do. They do. I mean, they like, don't say Z- that directly, Zordon. but like for like, it's not hard to. And like, well, Zordon does directly say it. He's like, she oh, does. That he? only you can defeat her him oh, if you okay, face your okay. fears. Right. Okay, like, I missed that part. Yeah. My bad. Like, I think that's why this machine is never used again. Uh, there's actually a logical reason for it. Because like you need like it's fueled by the person continuing to be freaked out by whatever it is that gave him the nightmare. Gotcha. And so because okay. Kimberly kind of gets over her problem? Question right. mark. I mean, she kind of doesn't. Okay. But like because she does that, like the monster well, she gets over it as much as as Billy gets over his fish fear. Yeah. She, she gets cool with it, and then it gets solved for her right after that. But yeah. Yeah. So well, couldn't he take dreams from people they don't know, and then they wouldn't be able to do anything? <laughs> yeah. <that's true. laughs> so uh, the only thing really worth noting besides that in this fight is that uh, they summon Ninjor, um, quote, from on high is how they phrase yeah. it. Yeah, from, which down, is, from up in heaven where our Lord yeah, and Savior Ninjor, Ninjor comes down on his, like, Goku cloud. Yeah, because Ninjor's an angel, I guess. Nin- like, Ninjor's God, straight up. Yep. <laughs> Full stop. Ninjor is God. Much Ninjor like is Ninjor. definitely a celestial being. Yeah. <laughs> so Ninjor yeah. comes down. Ninjor, we summon you from on high. You have nothing to fear. Ninjor is here. <laughs> Greetings, my young friends. So very good to see you again. Can Ninja be of service to you? Probably not to them, Thunder Dyes, but your shade of blue look good on my palette. Okay, he his theme music. When we first heard it, I, I described it as being like a fucking like Tetris game on the PlayStation 1, and I stand by it. I <laughs> I could have sworn that that was like a placeholder or something they intended to use once. It's just, it's not even like Ron Wasserman's usual, like, just sort of like, you know, pumping something out on a guitar it's it's just someone took a casio keyboard and hit the demo button and that's ninja's theme (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he he tries to cut he tries to murder i I, I also like that the the monster calls him thunder thighs yes yes (laughs) he does call him thunder thighs which is excellent i love that (laughs) uh 
I fucking yeah. love Ninja though, because he's like, "Hello, friends! Or did you summon me? You, yes. Do you need some help? I've got this. I'm gonna slash you up, good monster." <laughs> yeah, to be clear, Ninja <laughs> is fantastic. He there is one. I'll get you yet. Yeah, and when the sword just goes through the monster, he's like, wow, this isn't going quite how I expected it to. Oh, yeah, that's dang. my favorite. <laughs> oh, dip. That's, that's, that's my favorite so part. Good. Your voice yep. is so good. <laughs> so, uh, so I, li- I like how he scratches his helmet when he's like, oh, my sword didn't yeah. work as if that's going to do anything. Well, that's his head. His my head sword usually kills helmet. things. Yeah. That's so strange. So th- th- does, yeah. he ha- does he have scalp itch that he can scratch? <laughs> On his, know. like, solid chrome blue head. Oh, do you think his, like, underhead, his head that's in his chest itches ever, and he has to, like, <sighs> flip it over to scratch that? You know, I don't, I don't know. Don't. I'm, st- I'm still dealing with... He has to get with... angry at evil to get that head out, though. I, 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 I know one thing. I never, ever want to think about anyone scratching their underhead again. Yeah, I was going to say, I really can't deal with the phrase underhead. That's not a concept I'm prepared to deal with right now. Sorry. So... So this monster then just like sucks their colors out. Now for the finishing touches. <laughs> Not feeling well? You all look so pale. <laughs> Zorda, we need help. We've been drained of our powers. <laughs> and Tommy says, "Hey, he stole our powers." Okay. The, well, that what makes they sense. Do... Like their the, the color is tied to the morphing grid right. energy. Yes. So, like, yes. It's not that it which, doesn't make which sense. Which raises some questions about Ninjor and Billy. Yes. Yes, that's what true. What I think kind of well, funny is that, is that, like, Adam, like, literally doesn't change at all. Because yeah. he's already yeah. black and white. Tommy so. barely changes. Adam looks exactly the same. Yeah. He's, just, <laughs> yeah. he's well, just black and white already. Well, except for the fact that what happens is they, like, they just writhe around on the ground for ten minutes now. Yes. Like, they, they, yeah. they, well, they had just the life kind sucked of, out of them, too, right? Yeah. yeah, they're just like, eh, it hurts, uh, or yep. whatever. This, like, this whole, yeah. like, bad guy was a lot better when this idea was on Power uh, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, you they just almost held a... said that it was better when it was on Power Rangers. Yeah, uh-huh, sure did. Uh, yep. But they just played a concert and sang a song about love, and that just restored everyone's color for no real reason. Right. But that's, how cool. they should, that's what they should have done. Um, so, yeah, in, instead, uh, they... They cut to the com- the command center, and they're like, oh, we can't reach Kimberly. She needs to come help them. Why isn't she answering? And Alpha says, I'll increase the gain on her communicator, which is funny yep. for two reasons. A, because usually Alpha is like, I'll increase the quantum on the bejeebajoops. Like, he right. just makes stuff up. That's <laughs> yeah. an actual term. Excuse also, me, you want, you want to try that word again? The bejeebajoops? Bejeebajoops. Uh-huh. Okay, what um, is a bejeebajoop? The, the whole point was that it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, that was the joke, is that he just makes shit up. Like, and then, But this time, he's like, I'll increase the gain. Also, that's funny, because apparently Alpha just thinks it's too quiet, and he has to help Kimberly hear well, the beep To be beeps. fair, she's looking for it, so it making yes. more noise would help her, help her find it, but it's fortunate that she happens to be right next to it when that happens. Right. Yeah, but usually when a ranger doesn't answer their communicator right away, it's because they're like otherwise engaged. Right. Like well, Alpha's like in any other situation, Alpha would be blowing her cover right now. I assume he's been calling her this entire time. Yeah. Right. Well, apparently Zordon can't find her in the viewing globe either, which is right. Weird. I also like the idea that um, 
So I wonder if the communicators help him like focus in the viewing globe. I'm not sure. He, he can look anywhere at anything, though. Yeah, it's, it, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Look, the viewing globe only lets him see things the plot needs him to. That's what it comes down but, to. Right. But also, I like the idea that uh, if if uh, someone doesn't answer their communicator, Alpha just turns the volume up until it's <laughs> like earth shatteringly loud. So anyway, she finds it. It uh, back in the in the park. Oh, right. I remember. I came here to meet the guys. Then those tangas came. Ah! Yes. Zordon, I read you. There is one like moment during that that I actually really appreciate. And this is a moment when. Amy Jo Johnson did get enough sleep because she adds in a little flair where like when she first picks up and says like, hi, yeah, Kimberly here. She like looks around and like clenches her teeth like, like, way, oh, like oh, I'm God, caught. I'm in trouble with my boss. Yeah. Yes, I love it. She's such she's so good. Uh, so at this point, let's uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and uh, we've got the tooties after that, which I uh, after we finish the episode, which I didn't mention yeah. before. So hooray. Yeah, bye. 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 everybody, I'm Emily. And I'm Josh. And each week on the VGM Jukebox podcast, we play video game music recommendations from our listeners, and we also share their testimonials. Sometimes they talk about their childhood memories of the game. Sometimes they talk about the music and why it moves them. Wait, then what are we there for? Good question. Well, besides manning the jukebox, we also like to talk about our own memories and experiences with gaming, but we don't always stay on topic. Oh yeah, I remember. Didn't we once talk about death for like three episodes? Just about. But our conversations aren't usually so dark. We talk about nostalgia, technology, artificial intelligence. Kind of like the stuff you used to talk about in college. That sounds awful. And it might be, if it weren't for our patrons and their great music selections. That's right. So join us at thevgmjukebox.com or look for us on iTunes to take a listen. And hopefully someday soon, we'll be playing one of your recommendations. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, So we are in the command center with Kimberly. Uh, Wait, we are? Oh shit! Yes, what? yes, we oh, are. Oh no! What's happened? My reality! <laughs> I, did make it so- I did make kind of make that sound like I'm reporting live from the command <laughs> center. Where Kimberly um, has just learned that there's a mole monster based on her nightmare. It's a real <laughs> dumb thing, but something I took note of watching this episode is like when she's talking to Zordon, she just kind of like slaps the watch on her like wrist to like use it, and then when she gets to the command center, it's like on her wrist like attached i'm like she could have she adjusted that watch while she was teleporting (laughs) (laughs) they can talk while they're teleporting we've seen her do that before that is true kimberly welcome kimberly observe the viewing globe you are no match for artist mole rangers that's the monster from my dreams 
I, I love the way she says that line. She's like, that's the monster from the James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so like... <laughs> So, so yeah, Alpha says, I thought it was from the painting. And then Zoran says, no, actually, it was from her nightmare. So he did know all about it. And yeah, he definitely know, and he just didn't fucking bother to tell the other Power yep. Rangers. Yep. Like, and, it's, and especially since he knows that they couldn't beat it. Like, he right. tells her that. So he right. sent them to their death, basically. Uh, like, I, th- I think Billy's mm-hmm. earlier quote of Zoran probably already knows is the most real shit that's ever been on Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's demonstrated so well right now. So he's like, you can't defeat the monster until you get over your fear. And she's like, I'm actually not afraid of that monster. And he's like, no, I know that. I realized that, Kimberly. I was referring to your anxieties over the possibility of moving far away. Oh, guess I am afraid of leaving the Power Rangers in Angel Grove. I mean, look at him. He looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, the other Rangers are chumps from getting beat by this guy. <laughs> and I can't believe I looked up to Ninja. What the fuck? Yeah. So she says, she says, uh, I'm afraid. I am afraid of leaving the Power Rangers. And he says, Kimberly, we all tend to fear the unknown. You must trust that your mother has only your best interests at heart. Guess you're right. My mom won't let anything bad happen to me. Thanks, Sordon. Curse broken. Done. <laughs> like, just remember that your mom loves you. That's well, great. So that's that's, I, I, that's how it goes. I, yeah. Here's the thing with this. Early on, Aisha gives her, like, advice and says, well, why don't you just talk about this with your mom? And that's, like, good advice. Yeah. Right. Zordon yes. tells her, hey... Shut the fuck up and do what your mom says. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Because she's right. Because she's your mom. You should move to a different continent for her. Kimberly does talk to her mom about it, at least. They kind of muddle it because, like, there's another lesson. Because, like, fast forwarding a little bit, Kimberly's yep. going to get into the fight and almost lose. And the time is going to, like, remember, your friends have your back. <laughs> uh, and that gives her the strength to continue, but not really. And it's like kind of dying. So, yeah, so it's like so it's like if you're stressed, the lesson is simultaneously: if you're stressed, listen to your parents, but also don't question them. But also don't worry; your friends will be there no matter what. I think. Yeah. I think in the Power Rangers universe, like self confidence is just a currency you have, and you can like <laughs> start to run out of it. But any kind yes, of source right. of it can like fill your tank back up, and you're good to go. Right. So yeah, yeah. Trusting your parents, that's good. Trusting your friends, that's also good. Same thing. Like remember, this is every time there's a curse that's like this, which this is not specifically a curse, but they're you right. Know, no, you know what, what I mean. mean. Um, like Billy, literally to get over his fish fear, just said. I'm not a, like, I am facing my fears. And then the curse was broken. Like, that, right, right. <laughs> Fear face. Good yeah. to go. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she's like, okay, I'm going to be all right. So she teleports down to fight the monster or, or morphs, I guess, to fight the monster. And there's actually a really cool shot where she's like running forward in slow motion while explosions chase her. I it's do like how neat. he's missing and he's like, I just imagine him be like, Oh no, I cannot hear her! She is running right at me! It is her line! <laughs> so, he, uh, he, he shoots her out of the air, and then, like, he's going, yeah, like you said, he's about to, like, crush her with his brush thing, uh, and Tommy's like, we've got your back! And then she, you know, um, breaks it and, like, kicks his brush 
and then just fucking shoots him with her gun, which like always, again, just shoot mm-hmm. them. Yeah, we, yep. we talked about how much we wish Matt was here because this is an episode with offensive French stereotypes and they yep. just yes. fucking shoot the monster. Yep. Well, right. they, well, she first like shoots the ground at him and then like Rocky's like, shoot him in his stomach. <laughs> it's an yeah. target. And it's well, also just like, aim for the center mass and also gut shots are fucking, you die painfully. <laughs> yeah, also he, he says... Aim for the stomach, it's a big target. He calls that monster fat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Rocky's kind of a dick. I'm just glad they don't have the monster surrender. That would be too much, I think. (laughs) That that wasn't a stereotype yet. 9-11 hadn't happened. No, World War II had happened, Luke. Wait, France surrendering has been a stereotype forever. I feel like that happened a lot when they, like were like anti-american like that's when like the freedom fries shit i mean yeah that that's when it became real weird and bad and offensive but like that kicked like, in the the, the, sur- the surrender thing is from world war Two. yeah france surrendering has been a meme since it- world war Two. yes like because yeah, I, was... I know that they surrendered in world war Two. i okay fair enough yeah yeah i know what yeah, you're it, saying to your to your point though like the, the september 11th attacks and the like rampant jingoism in the United States that came yeah. as a result of that, like, really, really accelerated the whole, like, yeah, French that, surrender That came thing. back because France was one of the, the, like, big name countries that wouldn't want to go to Iraq with the U.S. Right. Which, right. you know, not to get all political, but good fucking call, France. It's like, are you sure you want to go around invading small countries? I mean, listen, I'm, I'm France. I know how bad that works out. <laughs> People did the whole like freedom fries thing. Yes, too. We, got right. so, we got so mad that they wouldn't go to war with us that we stopped calling them French fries, which is really stupid. We, listen, we were, <laughs> yeah. we were going through some things. Yeah. We still are in a lot of ways. Yeah, we yeah, are arguably still sure. going through those things. And you know, Canada didn't go either, and you didn't hear any like weird shit about Canadian stereotypes. Well, back you know, at we all point. we all boycotted poutine. I guess that, I, I mean, think we, that was before poutine blew up internationally too. Like, so like, you didn't even know about it yet. Well, they were like, it, that, like that makes sense. Canada's so nice, you know. They don't want to do it. <laughs> hey, Simon, can you like bring me some poutine and like? A I do, it doesn't really kinda... travel all that. Much. No, it's in your pocket. You'll get it through security. <laughs> Like you you kind of have to eat it fresh, so like I don't think it would survive eight hours on a plane. Given given that French fries go, French fries don't like keep by themselves. I imagine right. once you dump gravy on it, right. it super doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not it's not good cold or reheated. It doesn't work. Yeah. You could bring cheese curds and gravy, and then you guys could order a thing of fries and just put it on. I mean, top. I can do that. I could yeah. do that here. Like, right. I can yeah. do that in my house. <laughs> I mean, you might not get quite the right cheese, so that's the one thing that might be wrong. But aside from that, yeah, yeah, it's not that it's hard to make poutine. Wild that poutine has never really taken off in the United States until it recently. It feels like a it's... very uh, United States kind of food. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fries, cheese, and gravy covered in gravy. These are like cheese. three favorite How the things. Fuck don't we right? love that? Yeah, it's weird. I love poutine. I'm so hungry um, now. Yeah, Yeah, well, we're we're going. You know, we're almost done the episode. Then we got to do the tooties. So I guess we just do chili cheese fries instead. Yeah, it's the same thing. We love gravy instead of chili. Chili. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So they get their powers back. Fry nachos are good. What if there was fries and cheese and then chili and gravy? You just flew too close to the sun, my friend. <laughs> you can get that. There's, there's a bunch of like specialty poutines. You can pretty much add anything you want to it. So that, that sounds works. so gross. Yeah, I mean, that sounds yeah, awful. that might be too much gravy and chili, but my favorite kind of specialty poutine is like pulled pork poutines. Are so fucking good. Oh, I can see that being real wow. good. I'm so weird and like 
particular about my fries in ways that don't make sense even to me where like i love chili cheese fries but i have a friend who puts mayonnaise on their french fries and to me that's oh, yeah. gross but i mean like, i don't why, do that all the time though? but it's good but, but I seriously though what, yeah we're, we're, we got we got to do who's who's with me on chili poutine who's willing to play god no i mean absolutely not i mean babe, when you come visit good. we'll try it <laughs> at this point um we cut up to the moon and there reed is mad Look at your bubbling beast, Zed! We're losing! My beast! It was your stupid idea! Whatever! We gotta stop those power punks from winning! Yes, easily done! They're like, it's your idea, no, it's your idea. Well, let's just make it big. So they grow the monster. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, you're uh, not wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. literally what happens. We actually get to see the cockpit of the fucking uh, Ninja Megazord now. That's true. We do get to see that. That's also it, and it, it's pretty nondescript. Like there's not much going on there. Um, yeah, it, the, at least in terms of the seating, they're arranged like they were in the movie with uh, the five Rangers. There's three in the front, two in the back, but there's a spot open in the middle of the back for Tommy to slide yeah. in. And this uh, this fight is literally they make the Megazord. Uh, Ninjor turns into his form, he shoots mm-hmm. his Hadouken, then they put the wings on the Megazord and punch the monster and it's dead. Like, that's yep. it. It's it like three. What is, it's, yeah. what is it that Ninjor easy. says when he grows? Is it like Ninjor expansion form it's or something? Expansion yeah. mode. Is that seriously what he said? Ninjor expansion mode! Yeah, he yes, says he expansion. Says Ninjor expansion oh, mode, at which, point, at which point Adrian turned to me and goes, excuse me? And I was like, listen, <laughs> that's... <laughs> it's, it was in the '90s. They didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite the bullet. I'm gonna Google Ninja expansion and see what I get. Oh boy! Oh, oh, well, Godspeed. <laughs> so they beat the monster. They cut up to the moon, and I love Rita's insults to Zed because she okay. says, "Okay, y'all, it's it's totally safe. Like nothing." Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing mm-hmm. fetishy. I'm scrolling down right. Google Image Search. I'm scrolling. I'm sc- yeah, it's just it's just Power Ranger shit. I'm typing this in, and I believe I'm being tricked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, once again, you ruined any chance we had of destroying those meddlesome teenagers. Me? Listen, Radiator Face. If you'd only keep out of it. Radiator Face, how dare you? It's true, you piece of New York rare steak. At least I'm not a hot dog like you. It's good. <laughs> a very specific insult, but I do like it a lot. I mean, it's he is made of like exposed meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I just I like it. I think it's funny. Um, Isn't it like, is the best he could come up with? Is like, thing, well, at least though? I'm not a hot dog like you. Yeah, right? his uh, his insult back is bad. Like she won that one right uh, easily. I'm, I'm frankly disappointed by the lack of ninja expansion art. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like that they bicker so much because basically this was all Finster's plan this time, and they like right. he gets off scot free. Yeah. Um. So Bulk and Skull walk in, and I don't. They just finish having sex. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> be lewd. Like, thank you, Emily, because look at Skull. He was naked yeah. eight seconds ago. Like he, he... Like, he's got like a clip-on tie that's not on his neck. It's on like the side of his, his shirt. His shirt is <laughs> untucked. Good. It's unbuttoned, and his clip-on tie is tie is like clipped onto his pocket instead of his. Like, yeah. he just put that or, shirt back. You know, on. maybe his nipple. Yeah, or his nipple for fuck that shirt. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> 
But so so they they come out of the the locker room at the Jimmy Juice Bar after a hot fuck sesh, and uh, they, they 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 see a guy. They see uh, Kimberly's um, new stepdad, I guess, to be yeah. in front of uh, the the painting that was missing. Hold it right there! Don't even breathe! You can't fool two of Angel Grove's best detectives. Yeah, or us. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then uh, he someone painting. He's like, "What are you talking about? It's my painting. The frame was loose, so I put it back." Also, he is now wearing like the Frenchest. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a blue, yeah, like suit. blue jacket, red beret, white shirt. And the, also, the shirt is a turtleneck. Important right. to, yes. to, to point out. <laughs> the, the official shirt of artists and French yeah. people. <laughs> of French artists, yeah. Yep. So um, they're like, oh, okay, fine. And that's it. That's the whole Vulcan Skull plot this yep. episode. Also, it's I just really realized <laughs> I need to look at that script uh, depository and see if I can find the episode with the eggs and figure out what the missing <laughs> egg plot was. Oh, please tell me there's nothing. <laughs> I have to, Jason David Frank just wrote Y next to the bit with the eggs, and that's... They don't have every <laughs> script, so they might not have it. I'll have to go see if I can't figure oh, it man. out. What's the name of that episode? I don't know. Do you guys mean when like, the, the monster came up and like wanted to eat the eggs? Is that the one you're talking no, about? No, there's, there's an episode one. where Balk and Skull... A, like, they're like... There's a get the eggs. show in the, in the like, fun center, whatever the hell it's called. And uh, yeah, Jimmy Juice Bar, and, and like it, the camera pans to backstage, and there's just a basket of eggs that a Vulcan skull are creeping up on, trying to steal. <laughs> and the principal and stops like, them. Grab the eggs, or you know, we need them for something. And okay, then, it, like, it that's is never it is explained. the fucking uh, uh, monster who wants eggs uh, thing. Episode? Is it? Because okay. yeah, because. Uh, it's a talent show. Jason and Tommy are performing together, but Tommy forgot their belts, which is the reason he runs off for a while. Oh, right. that's right. Uh, let's see. Bulk and Skull, do a plan of playing some music. Bulk and Guitar and Skull on cymbals. God. Uh, yeah. Guitar so, yeah, and cymbals. Is... Just guitar and cymbals. Then there's a Fuck. part where they get this big <laughs> basket of eggs, and they're like, we need this, and then it never comes up again. It's like fucking crazy. Uh, this one needs some yeah. eggs. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'll have to look that up. It was the first scene that asked the most important question of our times. Why are there eggs there? <laughs> Why are eggs there? <laughs> so Kimberly walks up to her, her mom and... She gets really nervous and just talks a mile a minute, too. Mom, I need to talk to you. Sure, sweetie. What about? I love you very much and I'm very excited about everything that's happening, but I just want you to know that I'm a little worried about losing my friends and changing schools and learning a new language. Honey, and honey, I- slow down. Why didn't you say something about this? Because I didn't want to ruin everything. But I want you to know that I understand that you would never do anything unless it was okay. Of course things are going to be okay. As long as we're honest with one another, they have to be. Yeah, it's it's a good scene. And she's like, why didn't you say anything about this? And in my head, I'm like, because she's a teenager and they don't know how to right. fucking express yeah. their emotions. <laughs> how did her mom like not realize that like it might not be good for her to like move away from all their friends? That's like in the middle of the school year, too. Like, right. yeah, you think she'd it's... like be like already aware of that being a problem and maybe already address it when she talks to her. But like apparently, but appara- not. Apparently, apparently she just not. assumed that she doesn't have any friends. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. She she says, "Hey, why didn't you say anything?" And she's like, "Oh, because I didn't want to, you know, ruin it between you guys. You're you're so happy, and uh, you know, 
she's like, no, it's going to be okay. As long as we're honest with each other, we'll get through it. And I'm like, wow, that's actually like a good <laughs> nice <Right>. job. <laughs> they were really faltering, but they, they kind of stuck the landing. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, though it's funny that she took Aisha's advice and not Zordon's. Right, like, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, she, she does throw in a line about, like, how, but I know that you know what's best for me, so I'll trust your decision. Right. Well, that, that's a weird thing because, like, if you have good parents, right. then yes, it is sometimes important to remember yeah. that they might be thinking about things that are better for you in the long term that you right. might know about. But, but it's right. always a good idea to talk to them about it so that they right. can like make yeah. those reasons clear to you, right? But applying your parents want what's best for you universally, maybe yeah. not the best no. because... Parents are humans, they fuck up. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I, that, that, that segment in kids' shows has always been a little bit like rough because it's like right. that's not like i know zach like we both love the the 1990 turtles movie but when splinter says like all fathers care for their sons i always eh. cringe i'm like yeah it's eh, not true it's not true nope. splinter it's a really sweet moment and i understand what they're getting at but like it also doesn't work is 90 percent of fathers so <laughs> no, I mean I get it. Why well, it's in the movie, but it's like yes. also like no, and it, totally, and, and, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> um, also, he's a talking rat. So at this point, uh, Aisha's side note: uh, Aisha's uh, PT dubs. <laughs> Aisha's mom and dad come up. Oh, and Aisha, Kim, Kimberly, Aisha told us what's been going on. We think we have a solution to your problem. You do, Kimberly. Would you like to come stay with me and my family for the rest of the school year? And they're like, hi, Dusex Machina. Uh, do you want to stay with us? Which, like, okay, I forgot this happened. A. Okay. B, this is the idea of someone who's friends with you and their parents, like, offering you to live with them for yep. a school year is... Maybe this happens. I don't know. Yeah, but it, 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 like I a big they, ask, it is not inconceivable yeah. to me. No, yeah. but it definitely, especially considering... I, I know some people that are close enough friends that something like that might actually yeah. happen when they're sure, like teenagers. I, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I had a friend in, like, middle school and high school where he had, like, his mom had a lot of legal troubles, and his grandparents took him in, but I wholeheartedly believe that if for whatever reason they couldn't uh my parents would have been like yeah you can stay with us till you know you can figure That's something cool. out i guess it's more to me that that like they have, if it was trini i would be like oh, okay that makes sense but like they haven't known each other that long and also they're out from out of town so like it's not yeah. like they i don't know it's just a little weird like we're gonna flash forward a little bit here and like tell you what happens later in the season. So Kimberly eventually leaves the show and is replaced by Cat. Cat then takes up Kimberly's place living with Aisha. And then Wait, the- what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> then later on at the end of this season, Aisha is stranded in the past as a child right. in Africa and Tanya right. comes back. who's living where at this point? What are Aisha's parents doing? I cannot (laughs) wait to get to Zio. So so Zordon gives some bullshit line about how like the timeline sorts itself out, so now Tanya has always lived in the present. No, it's kind of fun. I I just I I want really bad to imagine that Aisha's parents end up with two two teenage 
girls that neither of them are their daughter and neither of them are girls they agreed to live with. <laughs> so, I, I do want to also say in the scene, and, and listen, one-shot Power Rangers actors, we know, we know. Uh-huh. Aisha's dad cannot seem any less interested in this situation. Oh, yeah. He's like, whatever. Oh, no, his, his, Aisha's mom is, is like, it's her idea. And he just has to go along with it because. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says, "Believe me, it's not a position." Like he has a line, but yeah, right. Like, um, yeah. What I don't get though is why didn't she just move in with her dad? Yeah, that's uh, her dad. Because he's I don't know what not, her dad he doesn't is doing. exist. What are you talking about? What dad? I don't think we've ever seen him. No, I, no, no, we did. He was in that episode uh, where we found oh, out. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Her parents are yeah. divorced. Yeah, I said, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. He doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What do you think? I don't know, that's quite an imposition on the Campbells. Believe me, it's no imposition. Well, is that what you want, Kimberly? I'll finish up the school year and then I'll go to France. I don't see why not. I suppose it would be better for you to finish school here. <laughs> and anytime you are ready, our home is your home. <laughs> are you sure this is okay? Oh, we can't wait. Welcome to the family, Kimberly. Hey, we are sisters, aren't we? <laughs> and, like, she moves to France, but that's not ultimately the thing that makes her leave the Power Rangers, right? right? Nope. Uh, so Aisha says, like, oh, we're sisters now, and it's kind of, it's pretty cute, actually. Like, I sure, like yeah. that. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, my super best friend in the whole world that I've known for maybe two months. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know how much time has passed. Whatever. Well, it's been, it's been, been at least, for, like, I mean, a year since, like, Aisha joined the Rangers no, at this point. Uh, listen, you guys are being ridiculous. The Pink Ranger and the Yellow Ranger have always been good friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So then we get the cut, the deleted scene where... Which is the only appearance of Lieutenant Stone in this episode also. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, I don't... Because if they cut it for time, but it's still here. So, like, I don't right. understand why they cut it. It doesn't make sense. Well, right. it's, in the, it's in the credits, which they have to have. So yeah, I mean, right. that's, that's, that's time that was already... Whatever it's, it's oh, like I guess that's time. It's like crunch time, I guess. Like, oh, we have the screen. Also, uh, here it is. But yeah. some shows, like, like uh, I don't know how common this is because I, I honestly don't watch a ton of network TV anymore. But like, mm-hmm. the Good Place just shows the credits at the bottom, like while right. the right. scene is yeah, still happening. I, I, I know that's Brooklyn also Nine a show airing in 2017. Like the standards yeah, that, might just be different these I, days. I, I, I like how true, like yeah. I remember a while ago when I was also, still watching. Also, boy, TV. just realized it's 2018 now. Whoops. Yeah, yeah it's 2018. I'll I'll get that wrong for a month. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I know I've definitely seen at least sometimes some shows that do this split screen thing with a scene still playing on one side of the screen, and then they split that off and play an ad on the other half of the screen. Oh God, I've <laughs> seen that awful. happen for sure at some point. <laughs> so my favorite uh, thing was growing up uh when a movie would air on television like they would like squash the credits of the movie so it was just yes. the top half of the screen yep. yeah. and the bottom half would be a commercial for whatever like TV show was coming up next yep and you would just see these these tiny stretched like credits uh-huh. whizzing by cuz yep. technically they still needed to show yeah, them they, on they the were television contractually obligated to show the whole credits yeah yeah but they don't have to make you able to read them nope right <laughs> Listen up, you weasels. Don't blow this assignment, or I'll send you both back into basic training. Is that what you want? No, sir. I didn't think so. Now stand alert. And remember, you're representing Angel Grove's finest. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. 
Nice breath. Ugh. So that's the episode. Um, that's okay. But yeah, we didn't actually talk about what the, the scene in the credits is. It's it's Stone basically telling Bulk and Skull, like, hey, don't fuck this up, or yep. you're going to be going back to basic training for eternity. And they're like, yes, sir. And then he walks away, and they're like, man, he's got bad breath. Yep. yep that's yeah. it. And that's that. Funny joke. So, uh... That's a pretty fun episode. Like we haven't had a one-off in a while. The villain is hilarious. I mean, yeah, I I liked it. I like I said it was like Luke earlier. It feels like it's just like and Simon said that the the plot start to get better in season three. And I thought this was a good I mean, example of like yeah, it just it's, felt it's, like it well, hasn't that that episode has an actual arc that mostly follows sure. itself. They kind of sure. like set up a couple of red herrings there, and it's yeah. done awkwardly, but. You know, the, the, and Amy Jo Johnson is a great actress. So low that they did finally manage yeah. to clear yeah, it. Yeah, they, they they climbed up from the lowest lows. Yeah, yeah. Amy Jo Johnson's fun in this. I will say, like, we're t- we're making fun of it, but like the French stuff, I would imagine, is pretty offensive to French people yeah. at this point. Is, like, yeah, it's just as bad as as you really could imagine. I mean, it's not. It's just. Stereotypes are always stereotypes, no matter who the target is, right? But also, it's so... So, I know this isn't quite the same, but, like, I'm from the South, and when I see someone who's, like, got a hilariously bad Southern accent in in movies and stuff, like, I... I have the. I am both offended and also find it really funny. So like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's I, tough I get to sort out too. those feelings. Like, yes. it's yeah. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to mention. Yes, we, see, like I, I'm originally from Ohio, and all every like th- thing that people make fun of with Ohio is how much of a piece of shit place it is to live and be in. I'm like, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the also what's funny about the southern accent, just to mention quickly, is like people will c- sometimes ask me when they see on a show like this insanely exaggerated southern accent, like mm-hmm. nobody talks like that, right. right? And I'm like, no, yeah, there are, but there when are it's, people that talk with very thick accents. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not that it's too much. It's just when people get it wrong, you can tell. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, it, the French stuff is like like it's bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's inaccurate, but I I'm pretty sure I know some French people who think it's hilarious. Well, once again, yeah, don't don't assume what other people think about their own stereotypes. I guess, but you know, it, there's a, there's all kinds of people. Some some will laugh, some will find it offensive. Right. Yeah. So it just to just to mention. Hey, it's it's fucked up. You shouldn't do that anymore. And I yeah. think largely it doesn't happen as much. I have we yeah. mentioned on this show the fact that Mario is like the one that's immune to like criticism yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, no one no one really seems to talk about Mario. Well, I I, w- I wouldn't say he it, there there <laughs> are some issues in Mario like some of the uh cultural appropriation costumes specifically in odyssey are kind of problematic and people have talked about that oh yeah in the new one where he's like going around the world just wearing costumes of everyone's culture i've seen stuff like that but oh right. no i'm talking about the part where like he literally just goes like yes. blah, 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 spaghetti like that yeah. stuff is <laughs> and the it, 
it's like grandfathered in at that point at this yes. point because people are just like that's just how mario talks and i'm like no it's fucked like it's right not it's cool it's, yeah yeah there's a whole sociological lecture like the french stereotype stuff kind of falls in there too where it's you know it's not really racially based stereotyping it's like yeah ethnically based though and it's not considered as offensive at, at right. that point because yeah yeah you know it's but a yeah, weird but also, thing. like, Odyssey has, like, French snail people and, like, yeah, right. Dio de los Ma- Matros fucking oh, yeah, sugar totally. skull people in sombreros. Yeah, it has it has everything. Odyssey is different. I'm, I'm more talking about just the fact that Mario has talked, like, a bad Italian stereotype yeah. for 30 years yeah, and no it, one has ever really said anything. Like, we right. haven't even mentioned, because it's relevant to this episode, the whole, like... F- exoticism of friends that Japanese culture has and the Paris depression syndrome that like Japanese tourists have. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. But Simon, your point to like, it's more socially acceptable when it's not right. It's like the country is like this. Yeah. It's not, but it's not like racially based. Yeah. 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 That's a weird thing that I don't know that I know enough to speak about, but no. Yeah. I mean, it's the kind of thing just, I, just play it safe, maybe. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're yeah. right. No. Uh. You just don't do this. Just be it, nice. This, yeah. Exactly. So anyway, now that we've uh, almost certainly said something stupid, uh, let's <laughs> let's move on to the 2Ds. This is the 2017 2Ds. Um. If you didn't listen to the last episode, uh, these are the worst of awards that we do every year and i hate that i can say every year because yeah, this, this is, is year three this every is the year first time yeah, that three we've times. done this um <sighs> so the first episode that See, is- why, why did we call it the tooties well we like we couldn't decide whether or not to name our awards teenies or tooties mm-hmm. and we decided that one of them will be good and one will be bad and the one that'll be bad is the one that kind of sounds like farts yep <laughs> Is that what was that what we based it on? Yeah, that was exactly the reasoning. I mean, two D's. I thought it was like two. You know, like attitude is bad, but I guess farting also works. So no, you you know two D's <laughs> like old video games and retro stuff. Zach, when I first proposed the names to you, you were like, Haha, yeah, like farts. Okay, that does sound like something I would say. It does. So. <laughs> that, that, that was an uncanny Zach you did right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the first episode that's eligible for this is Missing Green from season two. Wait, what's uh, our first category? Hold on, it's I'm just saying what episodes fall oh, in, right, in right, last right. year. The range of uh, episodes. Of it. It's yeah. um, Missing Green, and then the last episode uh, I think we're going to say is the part four of Ninja Quest. That this right. is not. Eligible. Yeah, that was that was the last episode we watched in 2017. Yes. So. Um, so the first category is worst villain plan, um, and I am going to post my uh, uh, my nominees into the thing and then read them. Uh, and if you guys have extra ones, tell me after that. So I don't worst villain plan. Yeah, that's fine, Luke. <laughs> worst villain plan: Mirror of Regret. Uh, which is an episode where the plot is to show Adam that one time he didn't get on a soccer team and make him sad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is Blue Ranger Gone Bad, which was like the fifth time that they make an evil version of a Power Ranger. Um, And at this point, it is the one where the the Rangers figure it out basically in three minutes. Like it is super, super fast. It does not work anymore. Uh, 
power transfer where they blow up a planet with literally nothing on it with Serpentera, uh, despite the fact that that will drain its batteries. And Goldar literally tells him, hey, don't do this. Use it on Earth. And Zed's like, nah, it's cool. Um, there's Real Fish Story, uh, which is an episode. This is not so much a worse plan as like, you know how perfunctory like the way the villains come up with their plan often is where yeah. like like right. you know uh well kimberly had a bad day get hair day so like it's a luck monster or whatever and mm-hmm. this time literally he hears rocky sa- zed hears rocky say he's never fought a monster at the lake and so he makes a bunch of monsters for him to fight at the lake that yeah. is the plot. <laughs> like, just the laziest, like, I don't have energy to put into this today, so uh-huh. here you go. <laughs> and then um, also the movie, the 2017 movie I'm nominating uh, for, not like for I need to get gold to make Goldar, whatever, I thought that was fine. But the idea that she starts by stealing gold teeth fillings which have, I don't know, a, a 64th of an ounce of gold in them. Doesn't seem like she's like, really aiming for low-hanging fruit. <laughs> she goes to the jewelry shop and eats some necklaces. Yep. <laughs> she's murdering the homeless and stealing their teeth is the thing. No, I know. I'm. That's Mike, this is Man, all the, the worst tone of that movie, list. huh? I haven't thought about it movie? in months now, but... Wait, God. Okay, like... That, well, the, the, okay, like... Maybe she doesn't know where to get gold because she's like crazy and oh, well. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, like, I don't think it's actually a bad plan because that's like stealing people's teeth isn't the plan. Making a giant monster out of gold is the plan. Yes, I'm, right. yeah. okay. Execution, but it's a I bad guess. Execution, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? She doesn't kill that guy because he shows up again later and she kills him then. But like, when she rips his teeth out, he's not dead. Because <laughs> yeah, right. that's this, true. You guys remember the scene where they go in yes. and there's like a guy tied up? That's the same yeah. guy. I've forgotten a lot about the Power uh, Rangers movie. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah. I've seen yeah, it like four times so, now. So why? <laughs> so the thing is, in the past, we've argued that the the best plan, worst plan category is about the plan rather than the execution. Okay, that's yeah. fair. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I I would say that the movie's plan is fine. It's just make a monster. Okay, that's fine. Um, does anybody else have any? Off she really should have just head? found like spell to make like a concrete monster, though, or like that would just, have been a uh, lot easier. There's a I mean, lot. She has what the putties were basically. Yeah, oh, yeah, she does have that. that actually. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she just needs the purest metal to make the purest monster. Yeah. Is it the um, purest metal? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's it's <laughs> an element. It's as pure as any other metal. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have any new ones to add, but I want to. I want to argue in favor of mirror of regret here yeah because like yeah Blue ranger got because all the others like at least theor- there's some there's some kernel of a good plan to it real fish story make a bunch of monsters power transfer he blows up a planet blue ranger got bad make an evil clone of a ranger like those all have a kernel of a good idea mirror of regret is just bum one of the rangers make out. adam sad yes yes, yes. It, it, make adam sad you don't need to do any work to make adam sad <laughs> Yeah, he's just naturally like no. that. And I was gonna I'm, say if if the plan in the in the real one was oh he wants to fight monsters at the lake I got him sounds to me like that plan was executed to perfection like that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's true. like he had an idea and he did it right I, yeah I've, yeah I've, no must no fuss 
Well, yeah. this isn't about if it worked. This is about like if it was a good plan or not. Right. right. I I wanted to nominate it because I've forgotten it happened, and I forgot how lazy that is. Like, yeah. just you you overheard yeah. uh, Rocky say something and was like, "Never seen any fish monsters, huh?" Okay. <laughs> also, like they're I, all reused monsters in that episode. There's no new ones well, either. Except one. They make up an inner tube monster. Sure. That sounds like it's more laziness on the part of the writers than anyone else. Oh yes, that, that that's fair. Yeah, I I think honestly, I had um I wanted to do this category because it's it's one that we've done before, and uh, yeah. But I will say that because there's so many multi-parters. Yeah. A lot of them are oh, less sure. plans. better plans. They, yeah. Well, also because they're they're more elaborate because they take longer. So um, a lot of them are kind of better by by default. Like uh, the you know the 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 fuck. I, like a lot of them are just summon lots of monsters, which always yeah. works. <laughs> so right. burn the city down. Get Rocky addicted to gambling. That was a good one. I well, see. I thought about mint. I thought about that one, but it was actually a pretty good plan. Yeah, it so, was a good like, one. Yeah. It worked yeah. for a while. Well, and like yeah, at least that say... one was brainwash a monster and not just bum out a monster. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry, a ranger. Yeah. yeah my yeah. bad. Well, what I was gonna say about the uh, the evil Billy one in its defense, sure, that's like the a millionth time they've done it, but I. Oh, it always bugs me in like cartoons and shit when the villain has a plan and it's working, and then like because of one freak occurrence it doesn't work, and then they never try that plan again. Yeah, and, like you, 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 oh, you know, wait, 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 I have a write-in. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. Keep going. Well, but, but before you before you do write-in, I do want to kind of bounce off of what Luke said, like. If he just keeps making evil doubles of the Rangers over and over and over again, right. eventually the Rangers don't trust each other. Right. Yeah, they could be an evil double at any time. Yeah. Luke, uh, it's it's funny you mentioned that. And then, Simon, I'll let you say yours. Yeah. I just wanted to mention yep. this. Yeah. I was talking to some friends um, about about Star Wars for reasons that should be obvious. There's a new Star sure. Wars movie out. Uh-huh. And a lot of my friends really hate that there's a – that they made a second Death Star in the original trilogy. I mean, I kind of hate that also, but go ahead. Well, so here's the thing, though. Like, to what you said, I always hate in, like, Transformers or G.I. Joe when it's like, we have this great plan and it didn't work because of one thing, so let's never do it again. Let's just make another one and put a flap over the Death Star. Right, like, literally the the idea was, like, well, we fucked up, so plug that hole and then do it again. Like, yeah. Whole thing here, but the problem is this is the third Death Star, not the second one. Yeah, yeah. that's well, I mean, but the the Star Killer base. I, well, you know, it worked. If they blew up a bunch of planets with it, yeah. I mean, the second the second Death Star, if they had completed it, would have been theoretically indestructible. Right. the The part where they fucked up is that the Emperor like actually wanted to use that in construction Death Star as bait to destroy the rebels, yeah, which let's is fucking the dumb. Most, the most valuable thing we have yeah, as bait. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, and, and Simon, I'm sorry, I keep delaying what you want to yeah. say. I just want to say real quick, it's already came up once today, but the, like my favorite episode of Powerpuff Girls <laughs> is where Mojo Jojo is like, I'm going to do the exact same plan I did in an early season episode, but I'm, I'm going to make you sit down and my evil villain speech this time is going to be me going point by point through all the ways this plan failed and all the things I've done to correct for that. <laughs> um, it's so good. I also right. I read a pretty good like post about that stuff about the first order and like and like how they just kind of are copying the empire and it kind of make it a point of yeah. like how like the first order aren't 
just like like the original empire was nazis you guys are like neo-nazis and right, just trying right. to like emulate everything that yeah, the empire what if we did the did, same thing but yeah. more yeah, yeah. Right. and so it kind of like works as that i feel yeah. like i uh, know i actually agree like hux just wants to be evil like yeah. so uh, it kind of works I, I like that read of it and i think the new one hammers that home yep. i also think they were just very scared that people wouldn't like a new star wars and yeah. wanted to lean on yeah, as I mean, much that was old the shit idea. as possible so yeah. i did kind of like how it's like you remember how we did a moon last time now it's a planet i can't yeah. remember <laughs> when they yeah. wanted to turn kimberly into rita and they cast a yes. mind control spell on her that did nothing yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that's a pretty a, bad plan. You know, that's right. fair. That that's plan. a bad plan. Um, yes, yeah. Beauty and we the were, Beast is the name yeah. of the episode. What would you have gained by making um, her your evil queen? I mean, than, that was like, yeah. Well, that that, that was part of like Zed was like clearly undergoing a depression and wanted to like right. spice up his life a little bit. I was like, oh, oh I'm like my, make myself a bride. Simon, and she's a teenager. This is not okay. Yeah. No, it's not. Listen, but Zed listen, is not an Luke. okay man. I mean, this is yeah. clearly what's Simon? implied by this episode. Simon. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, listen, okay. Zed is a bad person. Zed Simon. is bad. It's a bad plan. I'm Simon. nominating it for the bad plan award. Like, make, make Kimberly into Simon. his queen with a mind control spell that doesn't do anything. All right. Simon. Simon. Okay. That's we, what we, the episode is. I'm not inventing vote, anything let's here. Vote, let's vote. Let's vote. Actually, I think Mirror of Regret wins, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I think yes. I think okay. Mirror of Regret still wins. But All I just right. wanted yeah. to mention. Well, let's that. actually vote. Let's actually vote just to be sure. Okay, uh, Mike. Mirror of Regret. Emily. Mirror of Regret. Luke. Mirror of Regret. Simon. <laughs> Mirror of Regret. Yeah, I don't think we need to do that, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Mirror of Regret wins. Uh, it was kind for of a formality, but I figured we should still do it just in case. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, worst costume, prop, or effect. Um, so again, worst worst visual thing, basically. Uh-huh. Um, I think uh, I can't remember what one last year. Oh. I remember some of the nominees, but I can't remember what won last year. It was uh, the Dark Rangers. Last... Yeah, it was the Dark, Dark Rangers. Yeah. Yes. Of course yeah. they won. They were the God. worst. And then I think the first year it was like the ice, the ice from yeah, the Yeah, it was Mastodon the Saran Wrap ice, I believe. Was literally the first year. Saran Wrap. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one. So this year we've got uh, the evil Dragon Zord, which is how they made the Dragon Zord evil <laughs> in Return of the Green Ranger was they put weird Mickey Mouse eyes on it for some reason. <laughs> um... That's a great special effect. <laughs> We've got Return of the Green Ranger, Wizard of Deception, which was, again, a guy in a black cloak with a predator mask where they just put, like, orange post-processing on the I, holes I th- I think in when the you, mask. I think what you meant to say is that he was wearing a monster mask. Yes, a monster mask. monster mask. We've got the Just Finster Married was sign. working on the moon late one night. When his eyes beheld an eerie sight from uh, the Monster Maddox 2 began to rise and then suddenly to... Okay. His surprise, <laughs> I mean, it was a mess. I think I you was... were literally doing the same thing you ad-libbed last time. Yes. <laughs> word for word. I was going to let it go. Did I do that last time? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to let it go. It's fine. I thought um, I just kept saying Monster Mask over and over last time. Yeah, I mean, last that was time, also part of it. Yeah. If you'd, if you'd have gone, go, gone a little further, that's where you would have wound up. Right. <laughs> so... In this, um, this one is the the let's married or let's married let's married, let's married. <laughs> the just married sign from the uh, the wedding episode where Serpentera like flies oh, across the moon 
and there's just a fiery. That was the best just effect. And I don't agree sign. with this I mean, on this list at all. It's <laughs> hilarious, but it's not a very good. It's effect. good. It's okay. good. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm just nominating it. Um, there's the evil serpent from the ninja encounter, which, in case you don't remember, is a stick. That they say is a snake. <laughs> okay, great. I mean, it, it eventually turns into a snake, but it is yeah. the most just obviously like just chill snake. Like it's not it's doing super anything. Chill. Yeah, mm-hmm. at first it's a wooden snake, and then yeah, it's it's bad. Uh, and then um, all the CGI from the original yes. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers film. Uh, oh not, sure. Yeah, just all of it. God. Specifically the Zords, and specifically, specifically Eisen, Ivan Ooze, like yep. on that robot at the uh-huh. at the very end is like, oh, it's bad. It's yeah, <laughs> it so bad. Uh, one of the nominees you had listed here, but you skipped over reading all the oh. green screening and storybook rangers. Oh yes, sorry. Uh, the the them like compositing them against like cartoon animals and stuff that was not good either. Can I can I do uh, a write in? Yes. Uh, since I didn't realize that the 2017 movie was also like a uh, 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 potential, uh, well, we covered it this for categories year. here. I want to add the Ranger suits from oh, the fucking 2017 on. movie. I mean, because like I think they're okay. The design is bad. The, the, the execution is okay. Listen, listen. I'm not yeah. voting for them, but I want them written on the nominee list because yeah. they bad. Well, okay. L- let me ask you this: Is this about art direction or execution of a special effect? Kind of both. Because if we're talking art direction, I might be voting for the ranger suits. Uh, but like, they're well realized bad designs. Yeah. I mean, I. Think I would agree with that, but I'm trying to think. I think it in the past. Based in the on past, it's been won. just a shit, uh, really yeah, shitty. I, I think bad execution trumps bad design in this case. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah, but I, I I'm think just saying, if we're talking worst art design, those suits take it by a country. Well, I, no, the Megazord, okay. the Megazord in the movie gives it a run for its money. I yeah. mean, the Megazord's way worse than the suits. I like yeah. the suits fine. They're okay. They're pretty bad. Um, okay, but, well, whatever. But that's <laughs> fine. I mean, okay, fine. It's on the list. Uh, You're now, pretty bad, Luke. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah, so um, <laughs> No, you're Let's not. See. You're amazing, and I love you. <laughs> I, I think the the big two that have to fight out this category are the Wizard of Deception and the movie CGI. Here, they're the two worst ones. Uh, I think the Wizard uh, the uh, the movie CGI takes it easy. I, I think I think yeah. Wizard of Deception takes it because it's literally just a Halloween costume. Yeah, it's I, like, I think I, it's I really I hard, kinda hard pick love for me. the Wizard of Deception though. Yeah, I kind of do too. They just drew some <laughs> flames inside of a Halloween mask. Well, for me, I it's feel amazing. like I mean the CGI in the movie is bad, but at the time I didn't think it was bad. As it, so I don't know. Like, it, sure, that's true. But I, I guess to me, like the cheap. Halloween costume stuff I find vaguely charming. Yeah. Whereas the bad movie CGI is just gross. Yeah. It, it it's the the movie Megazord is like I literally can't tell what it's supposed to be. That's, that's so here's here's yeah. here's my thing, Visavi Wizard of Deception versus CGI uh robots. The Wizard of Deception is very clearly them doing really honestly, I think the best they could have done with the budget they had. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's very clear that they spent like twenty dollars on well, that costume. I, and for I, I a think costume, that CGI is probably the best they could have done with the budget they had. Also, no. Yeah. Here's the thing: no, because they could have just gone with practical effects. Right. They yeah. could have just put people in suits, which That's they already like, do. Is a, I just like if, that, if those yeah. 
In fact, I, I would argue that by going with the CGI, they made that fight scene way worse than f- it needed to fact, be. In fact, there's actually shots in that fight scene where the Megazord is like gets thrown through a building where it is a suit. So they, like they built yeah. one. So and it looks good. Yeah. Um, For a brief second, the, when when the Megazord is an actual physical object in real 3D space, right. it actually looks all right. I think we got to vote on this one. Uh, okay. Mike. I'm going with the CGI robots. Emily. Wizard of Deception. Luke. CGI robots. Simon. Oh, God. Uh, it's really hard to choose. <laughs> They're both really bad. Fuck, man. And, like, I'm, I'm the swing vote here, even. So that's, yeah. that sucks. I get to vote. Eh, do, do, you? Do, you, do you have your vote locked in? Uh, I... I'm going to probably vote for the CGI robots. All it's right, close, so, though. All right. I'm going to vote for the Wizard of Deception. Yeah, so... To tie it up so that you have to choose now. Yeah, great. <laughs> yes, I will... Yeah, I'm voting for the CGI robots. They're right. bad. Like, I... It, here's why. Because the Wizard of Deception, when I saw it, I was like, wow, that's fucking real bad. And then I didn't really think about it anymore. When we were watching right. the Power Rangers movie, I every time they cut back to it, I was like, God, it's so bad. Like I couldn't get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of why I have yeah. to go with that. Yeah, and then and then just it's already bad. And then Ivan Ooze, his face turns into computers. The Ivan Ooze oh. one is very bad. <laughs> God, it's yeah. the worst. His face turns into computers. <laughs> it looks like the lawnmower man shit. Yeah. Like that's how no, bad. Don't it was. insult the lawnmower man. It's way worse. <laughs> No, it Long isn't. Pretty uh, bad. Yeah, like, I was gonna say. <laughs> <sorry>. like, <laughs> um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, so worst costume prop or effect is the uh, the CGI from the Power Rangers movie. Uh, most useless middle chapter. So this worst part uh, two. This yeah, worst part two basically. So this <laughs> okay. is gonna require That's a, a competitive little, category. A little bit more description of each one. So I'll go over over them. And uh, if you have, I think I covered all of them. So this should be a. Now, I do. I do want to actually make register a complaint with one of the ones that are listed here. Okay. You put Return of the Green Ranger. That is a two part story. There is no middle chapter. Oh. Return of the Green Ranger. Are you sure? I am positive. No, that's three parts. It I'm is? Looking, I'm looking at the episode guide right now. <laughs> Boy, oh, wow. Well, I guess I know which way Mike's voting. <laughs> that part two really left an impression, huh? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> Evidently. So so what's funny is you forgot there was a part two, but actually of this, I would say that's probably the best one. But let me read them through them. <laughs> so it, yeah, it, this it, is... Didn't part, did part two have the guy in the stocks? Uh, was that part two? Yeah, I think so. So here's what here is what happens in each part two. Return of the Green Ranger, Green slash White Ranger fight. That's where the actual fight is. Is in part. Oh, two. that's where that that infinite loop of like spin kicks came yeah, from. Yeah, that's, that's where great. the spin kick kick loop is. And yep. then also that's where they show the evil dragon sword. Which okay, listen, I nominated it for worst special effect, but it's also the funniest. So like, yeah. I, <laughs> I really liked it. Um, there's the wedding. Which is pretty bad. It's Hulk and Skull get teleported to the Outback by Evil Alpha. And by the Outback, I mean they're like at a wildlife preserve and they just scream a lot. They get attacked Um, by kangaroos. The Rangers are trapped in the theater. They wander around. They escape the theater. 
Then Alpha teleports them back into the theater, and then they talk about how they need to escape yeah. the theater. That is what happens in part two of the wedding. <laughs> did they get, did they get married it. in the third part then? That's, yeah. I yes. think yeah. So. Yeah. The actual wedding is part three, yeah. And also, there okay. is good moon stuff in that. The, the In the wedding, there's the part with, um, like, Goldar try, saying he's going to... Like try to stop the wedding, but then he doesn't. So like he yeah, doesn't salty do anything. Salty Goldar is pretty anything, good, really. Yeah, but like, um, uh, unlike most part twos, which where it, like barely anything happens in the wedding, like what little progress is made is undone at yeah, the end yeah. of the episode. Yeah, they right. really get teleported back. The ninja encounter. Uh, they fight a monster they've already fought, which is the Hatchosaurus. Um, they kill. They blow it up. But then they don't kill the Cardiotron. Remember the Cardiotron? So yes. it comes back together. So they fight it again. So they fight a, a a repeat monster twice in that episode. Mm. Um, it's also got the but they new Rangers. do introduce jetting. They do introduce jetting. Wait, is, is that in that episode? <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! Good. That was the first episode that I ever was on. Oh, so I remember okay. it pretty oh. well. <laughs> yeah. Is that the episode with the endless stroller chase thing? Baby no, stroller. That's the first part. part. One. That's the oh, first okay. one. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then also the new rangers are stuck in the cave with the that evil wooden stake. Yeah. Uh, and they're that like substitute teacher who's real weird. Um, and that's pretty much that one. It's mostly just fighting the Cardiotron. And then uh, Friend in Need, uh, which is it's all backstory. It's a fight where the bad guys run away. And then Zed makes a monster that they don't fight at the end of it. Um Part twos are bad of this yeah. show. Always, mm-hmm. pretty much always. I, I I did not put Ninja or Ninja Quest in here because it's a four parter, and I didn't really mm-hmm. know which one to mark as. Yeah, the but, median is between parts two and three, so that's part, no, that's nothing. Part three or part two? One of them is the one where they're wandering through the desert, and that's pretty bad. But that's I, part yeah. two. I feel like yeah. it's sort of disqualified. I would still argue that that's better than pretty much anything else on this list, though. <laughs> yeah. So. So, uh, I think the me, wedding is a really strong contender here. Yeah, yeah. I, I like yeah, just because they uh, the whole episode is them escaping a theater yeah. and then they get they get sent back to the theater. So what's funny is we we gave the wedding our best multi parter, and I still stand by that. But yeah, but yeah, that, that like, single episode is just fucking useless. It's nothing. It's really bad. <laughs> it's just it's just worth noting that no multi parter in this last Man. year worth of episodes has a good middle part. Okay, yeah, right. I I needed to be here for that because you guys, the, the ninja encounter got fucking robbed. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Ninja! <laughs> that's not that <laughs> well, one, though. That's the third episode, and that's great, because it's got... No, uh, no, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it should have won best multi-parter. That's a different thing. Like, yeah, ninja, look, ninja, ninja Quest and Ninja Encounter thinking. are two episode different oh, things. Excuse me. Yeah, no, no, sorry. The <sighs> Ninja Encounter is the episode, or is the three-parter where they introduce Aisha, Adam, and uh, Rocky. Oh. Well, Ninja Quest should have won the mul- best multi-parter. Uh, it was, I think it got second. Yeah, I think it got second. I agree that I voted for it, but it lost because uh, history is cruel. I should have been there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's your fault, Luke. <laughs> I think I voted for wedding because I like the wedding so I mean, much. The, the wedding pulled season two back up from the pits. Like That, yeah. that counts for a lot. Yeah, like, and Ninja Quest gave us the best character this show's ever seen. I was going to say, Luke, we also did... Uh, we 
counted your vote for Ninjor as the tiebreaker to win him the the best okay. character. So okay, because good. I didn't ask you, but I was pretty. You sure. didn't need to. Yeah, <laughs> you so, knew. Yeah. So yeah, I is anybody gonna vote for anything but uh, the wedding? Just I mean, no, no, it's the wedding. No, I, th- I think the wedding takes yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. They're just all just bad. the fact that, yeah. like, we've said it a bunch of times, but, I mean, true to the category, we're going to repeat it. <laughs> they spend the whole episode escaping a theater and then going back to the theater. <laughs> okay. Like, literally Next. nothing is accomplished in that episode. This is uh, the Putty Patrol Memorial for a Putty Patroller Memorial for Doing a Bad Job Award. Uh, so this is, this is out of universe fuck ups basically okay. not not the like in universe mistakes that characters make okay um so i've got four uh the way the actor swap was handled in other words like right the, fact well, the that body they, double shit the, the voice double shit the the silhouettes. The well, I think fuck- even beyond that, the like horrible way those actors were t- treated. Yeah, yeah, the way they were treated, the way that like even when they had voice act- like like they gave trainees <laughs> voice actress did like a racist Asian accent when she yeah. speaks perfect oh, English. God, that was bad. Like just every basically every time they could make it better, they didn't. They made it worse instead. Um, yeah. Um. This one is a little. I couldn't figure out how to phrase this, but basically, I like, it, I think it's a good the way you phrased it. The yeah. failure the, of the, the Thunder Megazord to ever do anything cool until it had to die. But this also includes just the fact that, like, every Thunder Megazord fight up until the very end was was two seconds of footage. Yep. It was mostly against monsters that weren't in that Sentai, mm-hmm. so they never were on screen together. Um, the fact that, like. Eventually, they got the suits, and then they immediately killed the Megazord and switched uh-huh. over to a new one. And just, like, it's a Megazord that I like, and it's super, like, the yeah. the robot yeah. fights in Season 2 are awful. They're easily yes. the worst ones. I think, I think to just put it in terms of production of the show, let's just say failure to capitalize on the Thunder Megazord. Okay, mm-hmm. but let me, like, uh, throw this at you. That's be- that's like that because of decisions they made at the start of season two or whenever the Thunder Megazord first showed up, which means it's more of a last year award. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Like, like that, that's yeah. just a consequence of a bad decision that was made. Yes, that we would have judged for the last year. Yeah, that. of- that's not unfair. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Okay. That's, that's an argument against it that we're going to need to take into account. Yeah, I think, I'm gonna, it, I think it still hangs as a nomination. I'm going to leave it on the list, but uh, yeah. but yeah, we'll move. We'll, we'll we'll keep that in mind when we get around to Alpha's Magical Christmas. That's it. I just put that <laughs> on uh-huh. there. Yeah, uh, I kind of refuse to recognize that as a canonical episode of this podcast. That's what they're saying, though. It's, it's out of I, canon stuff. Yeah, uh, it's just it's so bad. <laughs> It's very, and it's very and awful. I can't like I watched it and I was like, well, that happened and I wish it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just yeah, it's terrible. Um yeah. Goldar in the reboot movie. Oh uh, yeah, that's a waste. That yeah. that is something that even my wife Adrian who like 
bless her heart, she hates this fucking show so much, <laughs> and I don't blame her. But like, she watched the movie with me because I wanted to rewatch it. Which don't just shut up. Um, oh boy! And Zach. even she was like, "Wait, he's just like a pile of gold." And I was like, yeah. And she's like, that sucks. <laughs> He's the best part. And I was like, yeah, it's it's a really baffling decision amongst a ton. Honestly, like I liked that movie, but the the you guys' complaints of like it it's ashamed of its roots, that is the biggest example yeah. to me. Like of, uh, of everything in there. Can I make a few other movie related pitches? Sure. Okay. Uh presuming they'd get to make a sequel to that movie with yeah, the Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the blatant Krispy Kreme endorsement. No, I will I will fight. If no, you that's try great. to vote for that, I will fight against you until we, until uh, we all pass Until we out. all outvote you, Zach. Uh, what, no, because no. it's amazing. Okay, well, let, me add, let, me, let me open up with this one, then. The big Power Rangers movie that they've been building up to is this huge, like, not even revival, because the show never went away, but this huge, like, Power Rangers is going to be a pop cultural force like it was in the 90s. How are we going to open this movie? Oh, I know, our main character masturbates a bull. In he fairness, know, he doesn't all, do Jason that. does not masturbate the bull. His friend, who never appears in the film again, masturbates the bull. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> Let's open our power, our mighty Morphin Power Rangers film, talking about bull masturbation. Yeah, that's not a great part of the movie. <laughs> that's really the worst part, no. I'd say. Like, on why the subject, is it there? <laughs> on, on the subject of, uh, of movies... Uh, let's talk about the other movie for a second. Okay. Mm-hmm. The fucking redesign of Goldar in that movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Is also really bad. They did it bad in both. Yeah. See, okay. yeah. I, mean, I, I agree that it's bad. He did not bother me nearly as much as he bothered all y'all. Well, yeah. plus, like, he's bad, but he's not as bad as the 2017 Goldar. That's true. Also, yeah. also I mean, at least he's still Goldar. <laughs> is still like yeah. fun. Like he's goofy and and I, and I like that Goldar gets to have a nice time in the movie. He's yeah, like enjoying he, himself. He really for does once. seem like he's having a, a lot of fun. <laughs> he's been so miserable lately. There's that, he there's that scene where he nice gets times. to make the fat man dance, and he's just so happy about it. Like, <laughs> what about Mordant though? We well, yeah. nominate Mordant. You can Mordant's nominate. Great. You can nominate Mordant. So uh, he, that's, he's that's more a pig, baffling right? than anything. Yeah, he's great. I love Mordant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the pig monster for, who's yeah. in it for no reason. Um, yeah. Real quick, so Luke, are are you? Do you want to put all the things you said on this list? Like, I, I think at fine. least a few of them have gotta. Okay, which one? Which one would you say of those things is the worst? Is oh it- boy. Well, okay. I, I, the, the Krispy Kreme stuff, I don't know if it wins, but I think it needs to be nominated. Okay. I think people need the right to vote for that. Okay. I love the Krispy yeah. Kreme stuff. Sure. Yeah. I don't know if it wins, but I think it, it deserves to be on that list. Okay. Uh, I I think the jerking off of bulls a real issue. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that is, it's that's, an issue, but at worst, it's one bad gag. Uh, granted, I, I I maybe it gets zero votes. I don't know. I'm just saying that's, a, that's an absurd decision. It's really stupid. Now, I, yes. Now, we've kind of moved away from it because it was the very first thing we mentioned, but 
it really is worth reiterating just how bad the transition to replace the actors was. Oh, yeah, I, just, that's honestly got my holy vote. Holy shit. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I think that's, that's my probably going to win. I do want to toss one more nomination of the 2017 movie on, though. Uh, the line, oh, you know, like Billy crams tons of crayons up his butt. The decision, <laughs> yeah. the, the decision I want to nominate two things. I want to nominate the decision to write that line, and I want to nominate the decision to write that line a second time. <laughs> Because it's in the movie twice, and it was bad <laughs> enough the first time. Yeah. All right. All right. I think we're ready to vote. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to give it to the actor swap because they yeah. fucked yeah. over, like, the yeah. actors so badly. I think I think this will be faster. Let's do what we did with one of the earlier categories. Is anyone not voting for that? Yeah. No, I mean, that's... No, like, I think that, all, that takes it. Yeah. All this <laughs> other stuff was, like, bad creative decisions. Emily? I yeah, mean, like, Alva's Magical Christmas is really close. <laughs> it, it, it's bad. Like, all these other things are really rough creative decisions that they did a bad job on. The actor thing is, like, active, like, harm and mistreatment of real people. Yeah, and yeah. I will say with the Magical Christmas one, that's, like, a VHS that you don't need to see. Like, no, no one needed to see that. We and didn't no right. need to did. see it or so, talk like, about it. Well, I mean, you I, guys did because you do a podcast about right. it. Right. I, <laughs> I, I, I will say... The I want- swap versus the the Alpha's Magical Christmas. Alpha's Magical Christmas is really bad, but at worst, it's just a shitty Christmas special. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like now, it- I just want to point out though that it's so bad that despite knowing that one of them like harmed actual people, Emily was like, "I don't know though. It's really fucking bad." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. I, I guess I guess we'll go for the actor swap though. But yeah. but I mean, it, the yes, I I think it is worth noting that the actor swap is one of those things where it's like, oh right, Saban's like really terrible actually. Yeah, like it's yeah. it is it's something that like breaks through our discussion of the show, and it's like this is this show is made by people who do not care about the actors inside of it, and that sucks. Um. The other ones are just like bad creative decisions, like you said, and 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 that's tough in that case to make a case for any of the other ones. But Alpha's Massacre Christmas has Alpha kidnap a bunch of small children because he's lonely, and also he uses Christmas right. magic to make cookies, and that's weird and bad. And they sing a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, th- I think putting the the songs aside, which I know you can't. But I think the little in-between bits in that special are kind of hilarious in how batshit they are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's also the time when we realized that uh, Ranger Wiki is a little racist when it said that the black kid looks like Zack when it totally oh, yeah. doesn't at all. <laughs> no, he does, he does not look like Zack at <laughs> all. What? Did you see yeah. Wiki, Luke? Yeah, there's a note on the Ranger Wiki for Alpha's Magical Christmas that's like, oh. one of the children... Uh, and then whatever the kid's name is looks I like think his Zach. Name is Michael. Uh, yeah, Michael looks like Zach, uh, the Black Ranger. And it's like, no, they're just both Black Ranger oh, Wiki. What the fuck? Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So there we go. So the the actor swap is winning it for that. And then last one. Uh. And then we'll Grace will uh mercifully be done. Um, so can I uh, can I can I handle this one, Zach? Real yes, quick? you wrote it. Go okay, for it. Okay, so I kind of want to explain why this category is what it is. Okay. So uh, as we mentioned last week, we tend to customize and change our categories based on how the show changes, both Power Rangers and our podcast changes from year to year. And 
we wound up kind of dropping our best monster and worst monster categories because like so many of the monsters were reused or barely appeared in the episodes over this last year. Like at some point in season two, we just the monsters kind of stopped mattering. And yeah, I sure. wanted to have one of our bad awards kind of reflect that. So the final category is most perfunctory monster. This is like, fair. These are the monsters that do fucking nothing. And it's going to mm. be kind of hard to 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 get everybody to remember what these are since half <laughs> yeah. the point is these monsters do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But okay, so here's here's the here's are the nominees that I have. Trumpet Top, which is the the dude with trumpets in his head who made the Rangers see old monsters that weren't real. Uh, Doomstone, which is the tombstone monster who shows up and turns a key, and that's literally all he does. It somehow puts Tommy in a haunted forest. I whatever. thought that was a key, like a key yeah, no, monster. Th- th- you're, those are two separate monsters, my the- man. There's also a lock monster. In yeah, that episode. I was gonna say the key monster is like does nothing <laughs> yes, in this episode. He's called the key okay. monster, and he is. The well, key- there's, there's also a tombstone monster. Right? Yeah, he, that's yeah, tombstone. He, he locks Tommy in the forest with the tombstone, who then summons all the dead monsters. Yeah. I think okay, key, so monster the, the key monster gets literally one, one shot. Yeah. Like, that episode yeah. had two separate useless monsters, and yeah. I love them Jesus. both dearly. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Forehead... Uh, who was the monster made from a statue in the episode with, like, the fake UN or whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, tube monster, which is God. which was the one new monster from a real fish story that was made from an inner tube, and was literally just oh, pipe head over again. No. Uh, oh, there was wait, face. Not that they just did it again. It was a different. Well, a it, repaint. The thing is, that it was two versions of the same monster in the Die Ranger. Okay. But it's uncommented upon the fact that the tube monster is literally just pipe brain again. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. And also, they just call him Tube Monster. Like that's another that's another <laughs> recurring theme with these monsters is like it's just blank monster is the name of the monster. Yeah, like, they can't even do face like, or head it's or whatever. Not fucking worth it. Just put monster at the end of what they are. Yeah, uh, there's Vase Face, which is the thing made from Tommy's uh, shitty sculpture and a shitty sculpture that only exists to create the monster. And it does basically nothing. <laughs> uh, and then the last one I wanted to put on the list, Evil Bukala. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So it's, it's when Bukala, like, they just make an evil version of him at the end, literally so that there's something for the mo- the uh, Megazord to fight, and then it what dies. the fuck is Bukala? Bukala? Oh, Luke, you weren't Bukala here was the, the weird Bukala alien episode. that's like a kabuki mask? Oh, right. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... And then at the end, they just, like, Zed just is like, it's cool, I can make an evil copy of other things. Yeah, because the Rangers made a decoy of him. Yeah. And like, right, well, fuck it, right. I'll just turn the decoy into an actual monster. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty bad. Okay, so so we're saying, hold on a second, I've lost my goddamn. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah. we're adding a key monster to that list. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And Evil evil Bukala. Okay. Uh, I kind of forgot to put him there for a second. That's fine. I was just gonna say, I've got to vote for Key Monster. He's in, oh, like, literally uh, okay. one shot. No, we are we are not leaving if until Key Monster loses this category. He is my son, and I love him. <laughs> just, you just <laughs> like him? You just like his design? I love him so I love his design. I <laughs> okay. love that he just hangs out in a shadow dimension locking doors. 
<laughs> you know what? Okay. You know, he's maybe he's not the flashiest monster, but he shows up to work on I time. I mean, the, every the day. category yeah. is most perfunctory monster. He literally just opens the door and leaves forever. Well, That's all I'm, he does. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make, uh, if you will let me, the yes. case for Vase Face. Because he. So the, uh, the so, idea is well, Vase Face is a monster that they make out of Tommy's vase, and then that yeah. monster makes a they, monster. <laughs> they okay. go out of their okay. way to have Jason David Frank fiddle around with this shitty prop throughout the course of the episode just to justify a monster who shows up for all the ten seconds. Let me ask you this, because his name is Vase Face. Does he, like, hold his face up to a strong light and, like, cast a shadow and you're not sure if it's a face or a vase? <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, then yeah, then yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> Stupid joke. Stupid <laughs> joke. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, oh, sorry, that tickled me. All right, so uh, let's see. Um, Mike. Uh, hmm. I'm voting for Vase Face. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think you made a good good argument for Vase Face, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> I yeah, I guess Vase Face. I don't even remember any of these other ones besides the two monster. I think I I'm <laughs> I'm not, I, don't, I don't think I was even on those episodes, so that might have been sure. why. But yeah, what um, uh, I'll say what face. monster does Vase Face make? Because I feel like that's important. If he did a good job at that, then you know, no, maybe they just some, killed it in two seconds. You know, whatever, maybe he gets some clemency. I think he shot lasers out of his eyes. Like I don't once, even remember. What the vase face monster that he made was. That's I what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I want to know what he made. If he did a good job, then I think that he deserves some credit for that. <sighs> I was going to Netflix, I guess, and watch this remember, old episode. Uh, we get, uh, Mike, what he makes? Here, what I'm, monster I'm he looking, makes? I'm looking him up. Oh, vase face is the monster. Oh, right, vase face. Vase face doesn't make any monsters. He he just is the monster. Oh, I, I thought, thought you said, said. I thought you said they made him, and then he made another monster. Yeah. That's what I, I got. I got. Oh, no, that, that, I that was a, a couple of the other stuff of the list. That was um, oh. that was Trumpet Top. So, Trumpet Top so was he, the one who did none of his own fighting. So he's just not in it very much. Then does Vase Face go big at least or anything like that? He or? does, I believe. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think I think most of these also go big. So so uh, it's just that he's home. not in it very much. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is the monster from Blue Ranger Gone Bad. So like it has yes. nothing to do with the plot. Also, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's like a they, fair they have point. Tommy carry the vase around, like Michael said, for like forever, and then it doesn't amount to anything. <laughs> yeah, Can I, I mean, okay, in fairness, so I, the tube monster also has nothing to do with anything. It's just bulk and skull are in an inner tube. I don't know if it wins, but the vampire thing from Ninja Quest is kind of like they already got Rito Revolto. He's really not important. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the vampires. Yeah. The vampires. Yeah. That I doesn't mean, do much. He, he at least exists to be a thing for Ninja Ninjor to, to fucking kick the crap he out does of. Take, yeah, he he does fair. take Ninjor to hell, also. That's, that is, yeah. You know what? That's true. I take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a thing that happens. Ninjor yeah. goes to hell. Ninjor yeah. gets, no, I forgot. I forgot. That's amazing. Never mind. Ninjor gets so mad that evil exists that he morphs, basically. <laughs> God. Really good. God, yeah. Ninjor's we, good. We, Remind me, Ninjor did win Best New Character yes, last week, right? Yes, he absolutely Okay, we did, did the right thing? Can, All right. Can can we run it Best New Character again and just give him a second trophy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's really great. I really like He's, him. Ninjor yeah. is so good. Um, I think, yeah, I believe it was, I believe he got a bunch of votes. 
then um, Rito got a couple, and then um, Matt voted for uh, Adam because, of course, he did. <laughs> and then <laughs> we used uh, Luke's vote as the tiebreaker, I think is what happened. Yeah, uh, right. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm sorry, Luke. I'm gonna vote for the key mask, key you monster. You piece of shit. I'm also voting for the key monster. So Luke, you are. Garbage. It is now two to two. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't make us sit here all day. I'll vote vase face. I don't yeah. really care about him either way. I just care about protecting my precious keyboard. Yeah, I kind of figured. <laughs> I mean, listen, I love his design. I love that his mouth is the. Uh, I'm looking at him now. I love that his mouth is like a keyhole, so he just looks yeah. super surprised. Yeah, he's, he's just great. like Whoa, like that. I'm just saying, not all heroes wear capes. Uh, <laughs> some of her, some, some of them some are heroes keys. Were keys. <laughs> Keymaster yeah. or whatever his name is, I've decided it's Keymaster now. Nope. Uh, key Monster. Goes, key, the Key Monster goes to work every day. He doesn't complain. He doesn't. He doesn't ask for anything. He just goes in, he locks those doors, he giggles to himself, he finds joy in his work. <laughs> you know, it's it's a thankless job, but he manages okay. to find satisfaction and contentment in it. We can all we are we should all aspire to be the key monster. <laughs> Man, I just I, right. I just know it is the key monster has a keyblade. He's he a does, humble yes. creature. He's so, got a keyblade. So Zach, can you read back all our winners for this year so, real quick? Uh the most perfunctory monster uh is Vase Face. Uh, Putty Patroller Memorial for doing a bad Memorial Award for doing a bad job is the actor swap. Um, most useless middle chapter goes to the wedding. Uh, worst costume prop or effect goes to the CGI uh, in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Uh, and worst villain plan goes to Mirror of Regret. So oh, shit. Con- All right, cool. Congratulations. And can you read back the, the teenies real quick, just, just for completeness? I can't, because I okay. deleted them. I don't have them. I'm sorry. Well, the only one that matters is that Ninja is the best Ninja character. Ninja is the, the best. Best character. It's way too late to bring this up, and I think I'm, I think it's in the last year anyway, but like, I forgot that it was props was involved in that one category as worst effect, and um, Kimberly had a really bad purse that one episode. That might have been <laughs> oh, right. Year. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> the dumb clear box, like clear plastic box. Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of uh, off topic, but I was going through our website and like fixing some stuff where like some episodes didn't have the episode we covered on the page and just, just like editing stuff. And I had forgotten about that fucking purse, and that's the picture <laughs> we did for the episode because it's so baffling. And so bad. I just, yeah, I it, it it yeah, it's a bad purse. Yeah, Emily, mm. you're right though. That sh- that should have been nominated. I don't think it would have beat the CGI. No, no, <laughs> no, like, no, it, no. it should have been on the list. That fucking purse. <laughs> All right. Um, so we we've run long. So uh, real yes, quick, we have. Uh, check. Um, Check out um, audioentropy.com where you can find lots of other cool uh, podcasts. Uh, Thank you to Eric for being our editor. Thank you to um, Mitchell for doing our uh, theme song. And that's, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Come back next week. We'll have, uh, we won't have the 2D, so we'll have um, either questions or maybe some Simon Rank stuff, depending on yeah, we'll see. on the episode. I mean, the so. next one we record might be the live one, so who knows what that's going to be. Well, that's yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. So, uh, <laughs> thanks everybody, and until next time, I'm Zach. Oh no, I didn't. Oh post no. This. Oh wait, no, nope, we can do on. this. I'm Luke. Hold on. Yep. Go ahead. I'm Simo. Yep. I'm Mike. 
I'm Emily. And may the power protect us always. That's not the... No, I said it wrong. Did it wrong. Also, I wrote down the sign-off order and then just didn't put it in the chat. I'm very helpful. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everybody. Time for a little ad lesson. And the lesson's for you, Ninja Battle Mode, now! You know, this is the fun part of this whole technique. Shake them off <laughs> and just beat the devil out of them. And that's where you take all your hostilities and frustrations, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs>